a new year calls for a new refreshing cocktail. Mix things up with the Bacardi Coco Conga Mojito, made with Bacardi Superior and Bacardi Coconut Rum. Get Bacardi delivered and mix up a delicious cocktail tonight. Bacardi, do what moves you. 2021 Bacardi is trade dress and the bat device are trademarks of Bacardi and Company Limited. Bacardi USA Inc., Coral Gables, Florida. Rum 40% alcohol by volume.
Yeah. 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 Hey. 
Young nigga with a big pilsen in the trap house with a bell on it. Selling pedigree, but ain't dog food. Got fish get under my nails, homie. Gotta move in silence, cause bitch niggas wanna tell on me. Niggas say he gon' try me, but somebody better tell her, homie. At a young age, nigga, make it move. Cousin showed me how to work a tool. Dude showed me how to cut the food. Doubled up with my profit, too. Snake showed me how to jump over. Straight drop and lock it, too. Bad bitches coming by the two. Won't be six any fruit. Understand what this money do. Yo, main man, he'll punish you. Smiley faces, turn to dying faces. Bad chasing, yeah, I do it daily. Wish I would let a nigga play me. On site, glizzy activated. Headshot, bullet penetrated. Fuck around, get deactivated. Curl dripping like he out the 80s. Trap banging like going crazy. Set say he just birthed a baby. Bag heavy, do nothing basic. Glock 30 don't come with safety. What that mean? Don't try to play me. Glock 30s don't come with safety. What that mean? Don't try to play me. Young nigga with a big pilsen in the trap house with a bell on it. Selling pedigree, but ain't dog food. Got fish get under my nails, homie. Gotta move in silence, cause bitch niggas wanna tell on me. Niggas say he gon' try me, but somebody better tell her, homie. Niggas know how I'm rockin'. Play with me, I'ma pop that bitch. Young nigga, keep it solid. If you get caught up, don't never snitch. Call and play his great pop a bitch. I know you haters wanna stop this. Nah, but you can't come get your bitch. Ain't got time for that messy shit. I'm fucking hard trying to get rich. Situation getting sticky. Can't let your fans come get me. So I move the pack so swiftly. In the street selling G units, got the grams going for 50. She treat the dick just like a step. All she wanna do is lick it. Uh, money on my mind, it's all I'm trying to get. I can read between the lines, I know you kinda fit. Cute face, thick thighs, you my kind of chick. I can see the runners mind on my scarface shit. Uh. Young nigga with a big pilsen in the trap house with a bell on me. Selling pedigree, but ain't dog food. Got fish get under my nails, homie. Gotta move in silence, cause bitch niggas wanna tell on me. Niggas say he gon' try me, but somebody better tell her, homie. Yo, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome guys to I Stand On That uh, podcast. I'm here with Mr. G-Man Gary himself. My name here, Mr. Daily Insight, a.k.a. Lump. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, G-Man. Let the people let the people know who you are, who you represent, what you represent, what you stand for, all that good stuff. Go ahead, sir. Man, listen, you already know what it is. You done told the people what they need to know, right? <laughs> G Money, CMB, we all we got, Cash Money Brothers, right? Listen, just don't put a bullet in my head on the roof, baby, and we always going to be good. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Listen, to all my people out there listening, if you're trying to listen, 
Um, make sure you go to Spreaker, uh, Google Podcast, or what's the other one? iHot Radio, guys, and just look for B Side Radio Group. All right. So tune in. Shout out to my to my brother. He listening in. He just texted me. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate the support. All that good stuff. Um, but go ahead, G Man. He got something for y'all right now. Some special. And he, I'm, I'm gonna let him just go ahead and, and do his thing right now. So take it away. So listen, you already know. Last week I was hot, right? I was I was 38 hot, right? And listen, all them South Florida cats know what it means when I say I'm 38 hot. I was 38 hot because we never got our poetry off. We didn't, right? Not, that was on me. I was rushing trying to get out of here, but we, nah, we it ain't back. On, it ain't on anybody. We, we it's back not though. on anybody. We back now. But what I will tell you this is everybody need a little culture in their life. And, uh, you know, last week we talked about Judas and the Black Messiah, right? We talked about the importance of that movie and the accurate depiction of which we're presenting how the federal government took apart an institution that was, that was just trying to do good within its own community, right? We talked about, we talked about the, the Nipsey Hussle, Jay-Z track, what it feels like, and and, and, and I'm going to be real, what I wanted to do last week was share this piece that I wrote, um, kind of inspired by the inspiration of the, the soundtrack, the movie, of, of everything. And so I figured, listen, let's kick it off. I'm going to share a little bit of my poetry, right? This is going to be a little brief segment, but I just want to give y'all a little bit of something that we should have gave y'all last week. And uh, listen... I know that every diamond got to get cut. So as long as you cutting me to, to, to bring clarity and not to weaken me, I appreciate any criticism you can share. So uh, this piece right here is called The Pain of Everyday Life. Nut, if you out there listening, bro, I need feedback, baby. You know what I'm saying? Hey, go in the chat. Hey, hey, listen, if you going, if you locked in um, on the actual you know app itself, make sure you go to the chat. We locked in there as well. You can message us, reach out. We get, we're working on the whole phone thing when y'all can call in. But listen, we're working this thing out, though. But go ahead, Miss G-Man. Take, listen, take, and shout-out to South Florida Sid. And, and shout-out to all of the indie artists that we're getting an opportunity to highlight and play for y'all in advance of us walking into this. So, you know, I just want to shout-out everybody that got something to do with something, man. I like busy people. But uh, anyways, let's keep it focused. So back to this. The pain of everyday life. That's what we call in this piece. We struck through our daily struggle. Meditate and give verbal thanks for our melanin. Gotta find something to belong to. For years we thought we couldn't let the world see the pain we were in. Serenaded by the violence outside our windows. Plagued by PTSD, racism, and a system designed to diminish our glow. New York, Missouri, Georgia, Chicago. So he tries to find peace when he looks into our eyes. The pain of everyday life is hidden and the blackness of our skin. A resurgent revolution. Let that shit begin. Nightly lullabies are filled with words spoken by people that hate you. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they all try to bait you, distract you. Smoke and mirrors, tactical diversion, divide and conquer insurgents, revolutions and revolutionaries emergent. I am a revolutionary. Assassinating our heroes, no one here for advisement, but I can't be scared, despite all these William O'Neills out here. Everything great is on the other side of fear, praying for divine placement of an Akua Neri, and hopeful, hopefully he finds peace 
when he looks into her eyes. He finds love when he looks and knows that they share the same melon in their skin because it symbolizes an undocumented understanding between them. She knows the world hates him. He knows the world refuses to appreciate or acknowledge her. I mean, them. The pain of everyday life is hidden in the blackness of our skin. A resurgent revolution? Let that shit begin. As a child, you lay your young head on your mother's thighs. As you shed tears of realization in your heart cries. But as you grow and mature, as their intimidation and penis envy grows more and more, you can no longer lay your head on those melanin-rich thighs for comfort or shed tears of realization because the child that grows inside can't know or hear that pain. So we sing and dance so the child's story is written to a different score. Truthfully, they should have lived to see more. And the informant should have taken those bullets. But instead of 92 shots fired against the innocent, give them four to the head. Because there's no room for cowards or traitors anymore. We must avenge Fred Hampton. I am a revolutionary. The pain of everyday life is hidden in the blackness of our skin. So a resurgent revolution? Let that shit begin. Man, man. Hey, I ain't, ain't going to hold you. I'm trying to get on that level with G-Man right here, spitting that fire, you know, out 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 his mouth with that pen, with his thoughts, you know. G, I always told G-Man he's he's about that life when it comes to that writing, and when it came to us doing this podcast, it made him. You say, you know what? I need to get more serious with, you know, my thoughts, with my actions, and this is going to be another platform for him to do so. But I got to get back on it. He been telling me, say, Lump, I know you're right, man. I know you've been writing. Now, is there some is there some truth to that? Yeah, I write from time to time. I got a little yellow black book. Stop playing with the people out here, bro. Listen, I got a little yellow black Stop book. Stop playing that, with the people out that, here, bro. That I dibble and dabble, and honestly, he gonna have me step my game up a little bit more and, and come to the to the forefront with this. So, but listen, so what we gonna do uh, right now? We gonna take a little break here, pay some bills, as they call it, and then we gonna come back with uh, what's what's what are we talking about now? Is that uh the Meek Mill joint? That's yeah, we're we gonna we're gonna kick it off and talk about. Listen, we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this, but listen. <laughs> at the end of the day, we also got to acknowledge the fact that listen, I, listen, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm still extremely and, and listen. Excuse the the informality of my language right now, but I'm still I'm still a little hurt by Kobe and, and Gianna and all of the other people on that helicopter crash that died. And so I think it's it's a it's an honest conversation that we got to be willing to have about, listen, did Meek go too far with that one, right? Listen, cancel culture is growing right now in black America, right? We love to cancel people. And so I just want to know, just from a perspective of young kings having conversations, did he go too far? If he did, what what's the result of it? If he didn't, you know what I'm saying, then cool. Like, but do we forgive him and move on? How do we move forward? Uh, especially considering that the name of the song was Don't Worry, R.I.P. Kobe. Right? So uh, we're going to have that conversation. It's going to be brief, but we're going to have that conversation. All right, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a, take a little break, guys, and come back, and, and we're going to have this discussion. So but I, I do want to say this. If you don't mind me saying go this, ahead, Lump, go ahead. Right? if we're going to go out to it, if we're going to go out on anything before you play that next track, I just want to let y'all know, a, res- a resurgent revolution, let that shit begin. And I stand on that.
Hey, y'all heard what he said. Y'all know y'all know the name of the podcast. I stand on that. And we're going to stand on a lot of different things. So, But let me go ahead, pay some bills, and come back with you with this uh, this topic. So I'm, I'm interested to get to get it started. So here we go now. Y-O-U-N-G-V-A-L-E. Nigga. <laughs> Look. Look, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait. I said, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait. I said, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait. I said, hold up, wait. If it ain't about no money, get the fuck up out my face. I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on. Nigga, you should stop it. It ain't about no cash, and we can't talk about that topic. I'm like, no, that is not a fun discussion. It ain't about no fronts, so nigga, fuck it. I get my cake, I feel great. She can tell that I'm paid. She shake her ass in my face. I can tell that it's fake. Now she's speaking about freaking, you know, trying to run some game. Saying if I trick, she treating, trying to play me like a lame. She say pay or pay her no mind. So I pay no mind. She let me bone. Now she hit my phone and I just hit decline. She trying to date. Well, she got to wait because I be on my grind. It's plenty cake that I got to make. So I ain't got the time. Look, what it do is what I make it doing. You just making do. We heard it's a glass roof. So now my niggas breaking through. Look, we out here chasing money, trying to catch up to the loot. The money moves, so I ain't got no time yeah. to wait around yeah. on you. Hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait. I said, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait. I said, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait. I said, hold up, wait. Shit, I had to pay the price With the way you see me living You gon' think I paid it twice What's that call a nigga Bow Wow? Cause I'm ballin' like Mike But shit, I'm ballin' like a bitch So you could call me what you like Man, the shit you niggas do Got me so confused Y'all be trickin' with these bitches But that's not the way we move Why you cakin' with your boo? I got paper to pursue I hit the mall and buy it all Until it ain't shit in there new If being flies the motive You should notice that I flew a ball fierce I'm Paul Pierce I tried to told you I'm the truth I got clout without a doubt I'm the best up in the booth They say the proof is in the pudding Well, uh, look Hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait I said hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait I said hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait I said hold up, wait, if it ain't about no money Get the fuck up out my page I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on Nigga, you should stop it It ain't about no cash I can't talk about that topic I'm like, no, nigga, that is not a fun discussion It ain't about no fronts, so nigga, fuck it, Hey, Oh, you ballin', well, that's what you call it Cause you bought a drop Fuck you thinking? All this cash I'm bringing, shit I buy a watch. No we not, no we fucking not. We are not the same. I'm that dude. Look, I make the rules. You just play the game for y'all boys to get the least. It's funny 'cause y'all do the most. I just killed the parking lot and then I pulled off in the ghost. Dog, I'm finding that heart out the boats. They get some bread and I'm getting a loaf. Man, I'm hiding in chimney smoke. Money yeah. as long as infinity yeah. go. Hold, hold up, wait, wait, hold up, wait, wait. I said hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, uh, wait, wait. I said hold up.
Yo, 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 listen up, listen up, folks. We are back uh, from my little break right now. I was just on live talking to, to a few folks right now. So, but we're going to get into this whole Meek Mill conversation. You know, what do you guys think about it? You know, was he wrong for it? You know, personally, I do have my opinion, uh, to be honest, but I want G-Man to go ahead and give his thoughts um, and opinions on it first before I before I chime in on that. So, so G-Man, man, I'm going I'm to I'm let you take it away. Please give me your insight on what you thought about it. If you want to read us the the, the the actual verses or whatever you may call it, please do so. So let the people know. If you have not heard the song, please go listen to the song. Let us know your thoughts on it. So, G-Man, talk to me. All right. So, listen. So, here's where we are, right? Just just from a moderation standpoint. And, listen, I'm going to set you up with the alley-oop so you can slam dunk whatever you're trying to do. But here's where we are, right? Like, on a... On a on the on the humble tip, right? So uh-huh. we 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 got blessed with a track on February seventeenth from February seventeenth from Lil Baby and Meek Mill, okay. Uh, and and for those of y'all that don't know what we're talking about, there's an article out there on Hip Hop DX. Hip Hop DX. Meek Mill faces backlash over Kobe Bryant lyrics. So that that's that's the topic. That's the article that we're talking about and we're referencing. Uh, listen, Hip Hop DX, sh- shoot us some cash or something, bro. <laughs> we out here naming names But listen, we gotta give the people some insight So listen, they dropped the track on Wednesday um, and, and listen, right now there's a whole lot of backlash coming at Meek Mill uh, Because they feel like they felt like he disrespected the memory of Kobe, right? So, um, you can go to any lyric website And, and look up the lyrics for Don't Worry, R.I.P. Kobe That's the name of the track with Lil Baby and basically, here's what Meek said. This bitch, I'm fucking, always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't never showed me. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. Shit, I could tell that they ain't never know me, because if they knew me, they would have never showed me. So, listen, a bunch of hip-hop fans, NBA fans, they blasting the Philly cat, right? And they coming at him, and they're like, yo, how dare you make reference to Kobe's death in the helicopter, right? Uh, listen, cats are calling him a weirdo, a clown, uh, mm-hmm. saying he'd been a clown, right? Uh, but to say that about Kobe and a chopper, especially during Black History Month, you know somebody <laughs> going to bring up the Black History Month, right? Because you can't do nothing wrong in Black hey, History hey, Month. Hey, and when, and when you get your thing, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, this is what I'm going to do. You're going to say your piece, right? But I got another situation where another rapper said something similar. Not to that, but it was about another person. He wasn't famous, but he was famous because of his death. Mm-hmm. But I'm, a, I'm, a, you already know I'm going with this one. But I'm, a, what's your two cents on it though? How do you feel? Do you well, think it? Do you think it was warranting all this negative heat that he's getting right now? Do Do you think listen, it was warranting? I, listen, here, you know, you're talking to one of the most political dudes. We, we got it. Eat, we, right? we got you. We got so, you. So yes, of course, sir. I'm going to say, dude, you got to stay away from that. If you're going to mention Kobe, it got to be in the light of positivity, respect. Um, you know, just because from the standpoint of what, what, what he has done, um, and, and I'm not talking about what he accomplished on the court, right? right I'm correct. talking about his contribution to, you know, to, to black America, to, right. to internationally, the view that people have of, of black Americans, mm-hmm. right? Kobe helped round out a lot of that stuff. And even no, though, he did. even though it may have come as a result of initially his basketball talents, Correct. He ended up going further. He, you know, he became a, he 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 made a movie, which was award winning, right? 
listen, <laughs> he did a rap album. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Kobe yeah, was out there trying story. to do yeah, some yeah. stuff. He that's was trying a, to do some story. stuff. Yeah. Now, I do want to give, I, I do want to throw out there that Meek responded to some of the hate, right? And he was like, somebody promo a narrative and y'all follow it. Y'all internet antics cannot, antics cannot stop me. Shit like Zombie Land or something. LOL. So, you know, and, and, and then Meek continues on to say they paying to influence y'all now. It's Correct. almost like mind control. Wake up. So, here's what I'm going to say, right? Whether he was right or wrong, I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Who am I to judge? I ain't, I'm not the cat to judge anybody else. Correct. Uh, intent, you know, listen, I got a half of a legal mind, right? So, at the end of the day... I know that intent is the hardest thing to prove on any level. So I don't know what his intentions were. What I do know is that it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And uh, sometimes you got to ask yourself, okay, if I'm offending this many people, maybe I just shouldn't have done it, right? Um, and, and, and that's where I'm at. Like, dude, it, it wasn't a necessary line. It wasn't like it was this, dude, it wasn't a Jay-Z lyric. It wasn't a pop correct, lyric. Correct, it wasn't correct, this lyric. Yeah. Exactly. That was about to do something massive for him. Yeah, he could have filled that in with anything else, bro. Yeah. Like you ain't have to reference it, it could have Kobe been, and it the chopper. It could have been pull up from the three like Kobe. It could have been something like that. I don't think he would have got any heat Wait, whatsoever listen, if he referenced something of, of that magnitude. Right. Let's, let's be honest. Right. And listen, the last time somebody referenced a basketball lyric and they were talking about a female, it was. You wasn't with me when we were shooting, shooting in, in the, the gym. gym. Correct. But, right? So yeah. if, you, if you're talking about canceling a female. Yeah. Because how she acting. There's a whole lot of ways you could have done yeah. that, bro. Correct. Like, Correct. be creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, listen, that was original. He the first one to, he the first one to do it. It was <laughs> well, listen, original. But listen, but like you said, it, the whole intent was, well, you know, it, it's hard to prove. But my whole thing is, on, on the flip side, maybe he wanted that. You know, maybe his intentions was to get more clicks. And get his name out there. I don't know why. You know what I mean? So that's another angle. That's lame, though. It, it, it may be lame. It, it may lame. be I mean, very it's, lame. It's, it's, it but, happens every day. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm trying to be analytical here and be like, no, hey, I feel maybe you. that was his intent. Maybe he wanted because Maybe he wanted the conversation. Maybe he wanted, yo, yo, Meek Mill on, on Black History. Maybe he wanted that. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. But if you wanted me to ask, you know, answer the question, I don't think it was that serious, to be honest. You know what I mean? I, I, I really don't. Uh, and the reason, the reason being is, he would just all right. It was a cool little line for him to throw in there, chop a boom, and just and just make it be known. You know what I mean? What it was, but I don't think it was lame. That's just my opinion. It was thoughtless, though. It very, it very was. It, it truly was. So uh, it, it, it was. At the end of the day, we can agree this. It, yeah. it, and listen, you and I both know I lost my brother in nineteen. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I lost my brother in nineteen. We going on two years since he been gone. Correct. And if somebody put a lyric out there referencing my brother's death, yeah, old school version of, of your boy, I'm coming through as he would say with the chopper, yeah, right? You, you but not in reference to Kobe. Yeah. I'm coming through. Yeah. So I, I can say that people close to Kobe, they like, feel some type of way. You got to yeah. be mindful of, of 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 the people that that were close to Kobe that you could be offended. Correct. You Correct. Know? And Correct. I stand on that, bro. So okay. we're gonna go to a song. Let's no, go no, no. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I want to flip it. Remember, I said I want to flip it. So. Yeah, so I'm going to flip it. So, so what I'm going to do, my whole thing is, right, the whole Emmett Till situation, right? Y'all know what happened with Emmett Till, right? So the whole thing was Lil Wayne made a reference, you know, and I think the reference was beat it up something, you know, like Emmett Till. So, so with that whole reference, right, is this similar to what Meek Mill did or is it not similar? 
Oh, well, beat it, listen. beat it like Emmett Till. You know, everybody oh, no, know. That, that, you know, that, I, that I, was, I don't know. That was a that was a violation of epic proportions. Oh, okay. I, I just I'm just I just want to throw that in there and just hey, what is it the same? Is it different? I, I mean, listen, it's it's it, it's similar. It's similar, but it's 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 still different though, right? Let me let me be very clear on that. It's similar, but it's still different. It's similar, but we. It's similar, but it, I guess the difference in it to me is that Emmett Till was a tragic moment in Black history, right? Emmett Till, the result of what they did to Emmett Correct. Till on, on from a racial standpoint, uh-huh, uh-huh. and the impact that that has on Black America, and the impact that it had on the civil rights movement as a whole, like that's that's a whole nother kind of uh, that's right. a different well, listen, that's listen, a different tier. Listen, that, that's listen, a different tier. Listen, the only the only because the reason I brought that up is because all right. Meek Mill threw himself in that category as you know. With, oh, with, he's in the category though. Yeah, with 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 actual uh, Lil Wayne. No, I, Lil Wayne is the person that threw this out there. So that's why I want to say, hey, all right, they one of the two right now. They're two in the same. I should say they so both Wayne, violated on epic proportion. All right, ain't, but I, ain't no question. But I think I think Wayne was uh, Wayne's uh, line was way more deeper than than this whole Meek Mill situation. That's just my opinion on that. Absolutely. You like, know, listen, so. there's no question. There's no doubt. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, listen. My mom taught me a long time ago, man. Uh-huh. You don't speak ill of the dead. You don't talk lightly about that. Correct. Right? Listen, people... people it's a sensitive matter. It's, it's, it's way too it's sensitive. It's a sensitive matter. Correct. Listen, and, and, and the controversy that comes with it should be expected. Correct. Right? So, Meek, I'm going to be real with you. Bro, you... <laughs> like, yo, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. That's, right. that's a bar that you could have kept to yourself, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. a bar you could have kept to yourself. Just on on every level, yeah. and in all respect to everybody that died in that chopper, right? All respect to the families. All respect to everybody who is grieving that loss. Um, that that listen, unfortunately, none of us wanted to or expected to have to have to deal with. Correct. And so, me, it was real insensitive, bro. It mm-hmm. was stupid. Mm-hmm. It was a t- it was a terrible it was a terrible bar, bro. It was a terrible bar, and we expect more out of you. Considering where you are in your career. Listen, bro. all right, with that being said, guys, we're going to go to a little break, pay some bills real quick, and then come back. And then uh, we're going to have a few more topics. Uh, we should have some um, some some more poetry slash rap verses come up. So we'll we'll see. We might have that in store for y'all later. But uh, we're going to go ahead and pay these bills and then catch y'all in a minute. Calibosi. Many times I feel like I was still my face. Never make me lose my way, my pray. But as I start being up the east, put my face in them business, cause all me see a crop in a barrel. Don't know no one I enemies. Them not gonna live to see the worst of it. Just know I say still, all my sacrifice not go so still. To them, no know ya, know ya. I'm a feel like I was still my face. 
lips of an angel. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Champagne floats. Humble roots. Trouble you. I give my all to you.
Yo, yo, we back, folks. We are back. Um, our two other hosts, they they chimed in finally. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's Da. You know, I'm glad to be here with y'all, and I'm glad you're here with us. What's going on? It's Bird. How y'all doing? I'm glad that y'all are here, and I'm glad to be here with y'all. All right. So listen, this is what we're gonna do. We um we did the poetry, Joan. We might have another session if Bird want to chime in if. Might want to chime. Oh, Mike, Mike. Is, 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 that, is that a definite thing, Bert? Definitely. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I, listen, I'm ready. I stay ready. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to get another session in a minute. Um, now, what we do want to discuss now is the expectations of JSU. We all know primetime, Deion Sanders, Pro Bowler, MVP, mm-hmm. Super Bowl champ, mm-hmm. two sport athlete. Should I go more about this guy? Now, what they're doing over there is magnificent, right? The beautiful thing I like about JSU is what they're doing. They're giving everybody exposure. They're giving everybody, everybody access to JSU. Why are not other schools doing this? Uh, other schools may have a media department uh, to to essentially uh, have filmed them day in and day out. JSU is doing a wonderful job of, uh, what is it called? Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Showcasing the program? Showcasing the program. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying the word I'm looking, uh, what no. I'm looking for. But anyway, but listen, they're doing a beautiful job. And to say the least, everybody's tuning in. Yeah, I'm becoming inside look, inside look, day yeah. in and day out. It's it's like almost daily access, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what yeah, yeah. All daily, I, all, all access. So yeah, they're they're being like uh the the HBO inside. They're doing all that. that that's just what they're creating. Mm-hmm. So what we mm-hmm. want to get into, what should be the expectations, um, at this moment. So G man, let let me know what you what your what your thought process on that. We'll start with you. Well, listen and and listen. Let me let me say this, man. Right, everybody else has said it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and y'all gonna hear me say this every week, right? What's, what's that? Listen, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. Listen, man. So, listen. Let's just jump straight to what the facts are, right? right. We we got one, we got one data set. <laughs> we is, got one that? data set to go off of. That's all I'm saying. What's, and what's, here's what's the reality, that? right? Listen, Jackson State. Went 53-0 on Edward Waters on February 21st. Mm. 53-0. What, what was the score? 53-0. to zero. A blowout. Massive blowout, right? Of epic proportions. 53 donut. But let's keep it a buck, right? And listen, but you just no just, disrespect to anybody in Jacksonville, Duval, or anywhere in that area. But it's Edward Waters. <laughs> that's, that's, it's still Edward Waters, hey, listen, right? Uh, hey, uh, uh, a donut is still a donut. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you playing, what you playing. It's still hard to keep somebody out of the end zone. And, and now, what I will say, and what I love to give credit to, is a lot of the articles that I'm reading about it. They giving praise to the defensive unit, right? Like, listen, they put up 53 points. Yeah, but they also but they gave talking, up no points. I feel you, but I'm just saying, right? They're not really talking a lot about the offense. They're talking a lot about the defensive unit. And 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 basically, I, I will say this. The offense is going to make a name for itself pretty quickly if they can put up 53 points a game. They already made a name for themselves, themselves already. True, with right? The, with the fifty-three, but it, I'm, what I and what I mean is that the growth is going to just continue to kind of it's going to mm-hmm. it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a it's going to have a steady trajectory in a positive direction mm-hmm. if they can continue this, right? And and so I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, right, mm-hmm. Dion is going to listen. The recruitment aspect of what they do at Jackson State is going <clears> to <throat> magnify itself. A hundred times over, just by Dion being the head coach, it already has. But go right, continue. 
and, oh, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying that it's not going to stop. Of course. At the end of the day, kids want to play for Deion Sanders. Why? Because of what he was able to accomplish. Everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to be around and be with winners, right? Dion was the dude that if he played for the Cowboys, they won the, they won the championship. If he played for the Niners, they won the championship. So he's like like LeBron is. When LeBron go to a team, they become automatic eh, favorites. Eh. Oh well, I'm just trying to look. Well, I'm just saying, you know, okay. LeBron got a losing record in the finals. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm just saying facts only, facts only. So all I'm saying is this: Cats want to play for Dion. Uh-huh. Listen, Jackson State. I, I will tell you what the measuring stick will be for me. What's that? Right? Orange Blossom Classic in Miami against FAMU, who last season was a was a terror to the to, to their conference. Mm-hmm. They were. Right? If if they're gonna go in there and they put them paws on FAMU like they put them paws on Edward Waters, dude. Yeah, they're, they're I, might be call, I might be calling Eastern New Mexico saying Dude, my son's going to Jackson State, bro. Just like that? Yeah. Oh, that like that. Uh, like that's that. A, that's a major statement. And I'm going to tell you what. I stand on that because I, I, the reality is this. Talk about it. I've always wanted my son to want to go to an HBCU and to, and to put on for an HBCU. Correct. But I also understand that my son has goals. And in his mind, it's easier to achieve those goals from varying institutions. Had Jackson State given my son an offer, and mm-hmm. he had to choose between Eastern New Mexico and Jackson State at that time, I'm sure that I would have convinced him to go to Jackson State, right? That was an easy decision. Uh, easy yeah. decision to make, closer yeah. to home, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, if Jackson State is going to stay on this trajectory, dude, I am saying to you as someone who just literally on National Signing Day put his son in college with a full scholarship, I'm like, how do I get my son over there? How do I get my son to be a part of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do I get my son to get the HBCU experience in college? Mm-hmm. Right, which is extreme. It's vastly different, and and you talk. I'm talking from the perspective of somebody who went to an undergrad HBCU, mm-hmm. but also went to uh, two PWIs for my mm-hmm. master's degrees. Okay, right. Speak so on. I have experience at both schools. Mm-hmm. I've worked at PWIs, and mm-hmm. I'm working at an HBCU right now. Mm-hmm. Right, and so here's where I'm at. I understand that the experience is different, especially for black males at an HBCU. Right, I know what going to an HBCU did for me. Mm-hmm. So if I thought that my son could get the same exposure, right, and go to an HBCU, I'm I'm all for it. I'm with the shits on this, bro. Exposure, I, I love that. I'm, I'm with the shits on. I'm coming back to you. So DA, give me what's your expectations? Right I mean, now? I'm I'll be honest with you. Like when he first got the job, my my thought was. I mean, he might, you know, he's, he's he, you know, given the fact that he hadn't coached any, at any level for... One level. Yeah, one level. I think it was high, yeah, school. high school. High school, high school. yeah. But it was... For quite some time. Yeah, for uh, quite winning, some time. Winning, 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 but it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I guess it wasn't college, college experience. So... And, and also, he for the jobs he went for, too... Like he went like Florida suppose, State, Florida State, Tennessee as well, Tennessee as well. Those are the two schools that I heard that, in particular, he threw his hat in. I don't even know if he he probably could have said something to uh, uh, Auburn and Texas when they had openings, but but the what and let me let me, let me add to that what they said to them what, to him was he didn't have as you what you're pointing to alluding to no college experience. Yeah, he had so, no college experience, so it's kind of 
And it's not like he, he came from the NFL as a coach, uh, as a head coach either or a coordinator or anything like that. He so, waited some time and then yeah. into the whole high so, school thing. Yeah. So, so going into Jackson State, my thought process was, okay, then he's going to be just one of the run-of-the-mill coaches in, oh. in, 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 in the league because I don't, I don't, I don't. This is interesting. Because so, I was like, yo, like, we'll see if he's any good. We'll see if he's so any you good. So have, you have some type of doubt then that he's going to be successful. That's initially, Jackson. initially, initially. So the question presented is, what changed? What changed for me was once I started seeing the type of athletes he was drawing to Jackson State. Well, he already said it, and I, and I alluded to this, to this uh, during the other podcast that he said he had he had individuals reaching out to him, like a uh, family member, saying, "Hey, um, you know, uh, can you look at my son? Can you look at my son?" Mm-hmm. What he said was, "Is Alabama recruiting him? Is LSU recruiting him? Is Florida State recruiting him? They're not recruiting on one." So that let me know what type of athletes he wants to bring in. Yeah, and then he I got a problem with that. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish, 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 finish the whole announcement. All, all right, all right, hold on. But let me just say this right. because it's right on the piggyback of <laughs> oh, what right, he just right, said. Right, okay, right. go ahead. Which is Alabama didn't recruit his son. Oh. Right? His son was at, his son was where? FAU. Where? But, but I think Florida State, a, but Florida State recruited his son. It is. Even though, even though the staff that was there is not there. It still was a power five institution that thought it's that the it same was a, person that recruited him at FAU. It doesn't matter though because he was he even at Florida State he thought he's good enough to play in this le- at this level and he got fired because that's of his it. inability to identify key talent. That's and different. Execute that's that's different. I want to talk. I want to talk. That's another. That's a whole different conversation. We want to talk about that because now we're talking because where you going? I wait on bird to get. Let me say this. I wait on birds. Where you was going? You're about to audit his career. His his career. Nah, he knows what he's doing at the at the What career? But anyway, don't. As a coach at at the power five. But we're gonna stay focused. on this Okay. Okay. Don't start that because we, we, we got some listening right now that if they don't chime in, we're gonna have them chime but in. So so once he started <laughs> so check <laughs> out. So check <laughs> out. So once he started attracting the players that he had started attracting, then I coupled with the fact that he's still doing commercials on 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 ESPN. Mm-hmm. He's still doing commercials on like on on any uh, all these Disney news networks, yeah. you know, uh, s- s- channels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you've already made noise by recruiting former Power Five players to mm-hmm. play at your school. Mm-hmm. You got your son who was considered really good to play at your school. So mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. a football standpoint, mm-hmm. you're bringing in the pieces to dominate. Yeah, and, uh, he, got, uh, and he got the coaches that coach in the NFL. And he, and he and yeah, well. he, so you bringing in the pieces. To literally, if he wanted to, he could be the Nick Saban of HBCU. You know, between the MIAC okay, and, and 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 the, uh, and the Southwest Athletic Conference and any other conference in that level. Listen, I want to even see to even rival a school like North Dakota State. And listen, we still hey, they still got to put on the one pan legs, true, one at a time, true. and play that game. So, so they still got to play at, that game. At, so, at the end of the day. so that's why it's, it's actually what, what Gary said about. Playing a school like Florida A and M at the Orange Bowl Classic, reason and matching up, yeah, I and, and really turning up because at that point, just take care of business, and now you're going to cause a debate. Oh, it's already caused. But now I people should... are going to be wondering, damn. Especially, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you can. I can envision a future where the college football playoff committee, if there's something, I can envision a future. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I mean, I'm saying I could, but anyways. I already know you're going. He, but but but, but I even I'll even put the alternative because y'all know where I was going with that. I, I, I do, yeah, I, I got you, but I ain't. And, and, but, I ain't buying it. but but I'll even put that he does that and he does that for like and he has winning a, like a strong winning record, meaning that he's gonna lose some games. Come on, like every man. So at, a, at this point, what do you think they're gonna do? Like, let's give me a analysis. Man, I on, think, bro, like, if, if, how, how many games they playing per season? Like twelve? Like everybody I mean, yeah. else? Yeah, oh, no, well, like, yeah. because yeah. of the modifications, yeah. was yeah. it the ten now? Maybe ten, twelve. Okay, yeah. so I, I got him. I got him. Like, oh, if he goes like, if he goes above eight like, hundred, man, if he's like thirty-two and eight mm-hmm. over four years, mm-hmm. literally just only losing two games, mm-hmm. and, and, and he really is bringing the pieces to where that he may not lose games. Mm-hmm. Man, thirty-two eight. What? Uh, uh, so maybe, you predict overall he made thirty-one, thirty-one nine, or he maybe you pretty well. Oh yeah. Time. Oh okay. yeah. All right. So that's oh, your yeah. expectation. Okay, Bert, what you what you got on this one, man? I'm gonna keep it short and simple, man. To be honest, connections and everything that speak from a high school standpoint. He coached high school, but you have to understand that once when we were in high school and we were mm-hmm. playing football, we wanted to make sure that not only were we being looked at, but our coach had the connections Correct. to get us where we want to be and like you said with the team and the resources in which they have already compiled they have every connection there in order to plug you in but on a different level because now you have to understand that you're bringing people to show you where you need to be where you are you understand what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so you have athletes now and coaches that can say all right what we're doing right now are drills that are going to be doing four or five years from now but you're about to do them right now so we can get done. That's the Alabama doing. culture. That's, that's, that's I mean? the talk you talk. Yeah. And I really believe that when it comes to drive, uh, you, you, have, you have certain kids, no matter whether they grew up in whatever neighborhood, black, white, green, or blue, but Deion Sanders is like a brand name. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Everybody knows who he is. So when you look at what he's trying to build, it's something that you want to go after because of what it is. Not not even if it has been proven yet, but because of what it is, and even if it hasn't been proven, if you add yourself to it, what can you prove for this person mm-hmm. or this representation? I love it. You know? Yeah. So, um, short and simple, I think that he's going to do great. I think that he's going to produce a lot of greats because of not only who he is, but what he wants to produce going forward. Like you guys said, he didn't have the experience. I would say that he's using... The question is, is he staying long-term? That <laughs> is the question. Because hey, that's really say, the question right well, now. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let me interject on that. I think because of those other schools that turned him down, the Florida State, the Tennessee, and the other schools that I don't know of that, that he basically interviewed with, I think he's going to prove a point. It don't matter where I go. I'm going to make a staple, and it's going to stick, and it's going to stay. And so, I agree with that okay. 100%, but it still goes back because he's going to make a staple because he has to. Let's get that understood because if he who does he it, is. Yeah. not only because of who he is, but what he wants to do. Yeah. If he doesn't, you can't go back to these teams right. and say, let me do this. So you have to make a staple and say, this is what I have done, uh-huh. and now my check is going up, just like an yeah. artist. Yeah. My check is going up Thanks. now, and this is what I can do for you. I've produced. I've shown. Yeah. you know. But the question is, I think a lot of people, like, in this circle, we're looking at it from an HBCU standpoint, and that's a great representation right. because of who he is and what he can stand for, but are you going to stay long-term? Is there longevity yeah, in this, or are you using the HBCU name to get to a PWI? As a vehicle. That's From a career standpoint, mm-hmm. we can't knock any... You can't. We, we, no, we no, can't no, knock I'm that. not. I'm not. I'm not. What I will say, because what that puts... 
uh, Jackson State is in a position where it, it has to be like a UCF, right? UCF, you know, and the reason why UC, University of Central Florida is just that because of the success that they had on the Scott Frost, some of the, the success that they had on the Josh Heupel, uh, 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 Heupel, you know, it, that school for the for the level it's at in the group of five is now considered like a, a, a serious launching pad. Of course, yeah. And so, and so, and so that's this Dion's professional careerism where the, and we're talking about what could happen in Jackson State. Where Jackson State now. If it has great success on the Dion, it can now advertise this job to a guy like, let's say, like Ed Reed, if he's looking to get into coaching. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some of some of these former NFL guys that want to get into coaching. I and see. Need, okay. And then I that see, can I just see. be like, hey, you I just got to, all you got to do point. is I like that. drive yeah. my car very well, win a, win a lot of races, and yeah. don't crash it, right? I got, I got now, it. Now, the other thing is I was going to say is that Dion also brings spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Because well, we know that, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I'm just saying for brand, this player, like brand name, brand name, yeah, like, yeah. Let's say if you, but you, you're gonna be some, some of the players that he's gonna get is gonna be the best of that level. If you, on top of the players that he's gonna steal from, uh, that would this is year one, yeah. We, yeah. we still, yeah. so no. Sorry. What I'm saying is, like, he can advertise the school as, hey, you want to get to the NFL. The kids this already is, know that. This the is the platform. This know is that. the platform. Dion don't have to say that. We don't need to talk about nothing else. So it's right here. I want to definitely lead. stand on when it comes to situating things, though, brother. It, it's no difference if he does stay or if he does go long term. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with using this as a catalyst to get to where it is that you want to no. go. There's nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is you're going to have different views that are being looked at right now. Mm-hmm. Like, people are looking at you like this black man is doing some great things for a black community, black school. Like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, oh, there's it's pressure. Bigger. You get what I'm there's saying? There's pressure that's going to come <laughs> yeah. 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 That's all I'm trying to say. No, and, and him being him, he I think up. he's going to rise to the occasion. And Absolutely. He, and he's putting that pressure on himself. Absolutely. He knows that. Okay. Well, listen, let, let's do this, right? Because because mm-hmm. we, we've, we've kind of talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. And so and, and let, let's, let's, let's just come down to tax, brass tax, right? Okay. So they play, They had an eight-game season. Yep. Alcorn State forfeited before the season started. Uh-huh. So they got seven games left in this spring schedule. Right? So let's start with this. Edward Waters, we already know that went down, he right? He took care of that. 53 nothing. Okay. Right? Uh, you got Mississippi Valley. Okay. Then you got Grambling State. Uh, then you got Alabama State. Okay. Then you got Prairie View. Then you got Southern. <sighs> then you got Alabama A and M. Right. So that's listen. That's what his that's what his future looks like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, where do you think they're going to end up? Right on a seven game schedule, are they going to be? Are, are they? Are they over under five and two? Over. I got I say them. over. Uh, I got this is make. Daily Insight, aka Lump. Over. I got under, and I stand on that. It's his first year, and it's gonna be a, there's gonna be two games where it's he's he's gonna learn from those two games, and then he'll be super successful. Mm-hmm. So you think they're gonna lose how many? Two games. So he'll be even at five yeah, and two, even. or yeah. at five hundred, right? Yeah. I thought we said over, like over and under five two. Five and two, so at seven games they're gonna be five and two, five, yeah. or better, five and two or worse. Oh, then I gotta go. You're uh, at I'm five four, and two. So I'm at four and three. Four, three. Yeah. Okay, okay you're yeah, at four and three. Okay. So you're definitely. So I can't be at five and two. You can. I'm saying. Oh, then it was at five and two. So you're you're even. On I'm it. even. I mean, you think he will actually be he, five and two? Right on the head. Okay, Bird, where you at? Projection wise. Honestly, uh, I, 
I believe that from a drive standpoint that he definitely will be over just from a drive standpoint. Um, I, I, I'm looking at it and I, I'm going over, man. I'm, I'm giving it to him. Here's, here's what I want to bring in, right? One last little tidbit of just conversation. Because I just had this conversation the other day. Mm-hmm. And so if y'all could just give me 30 seconds on your opinion on this before we hit to the next break. And, and play the next track and shout out to some to some independent artist spotlight. You know, there's this, th- th- listen, I, I was having a conversation the other day about why the greats are not typically great coaches, right? Why Jordan isn't going to be a great coach, right? Most coaches like Jordan, one of the reasons why they struggle to coach players that are not of that caliber are because they are willing to give something that no one else is willing to give, right? They're willing to give something that no one else is willing to give. And they and it's very hard for them to understand why you ain't the first one in the gym, the last one to leave, why you don't have a motor like no other, mm-hmm. why you don't mm-hmm. like listen, we're not talking about we're not talking about phenomenal freakish talent. I'm just talking about the greats and what they're willing to give. Tom Brady probably would be a bad coach to me to somebody who's not willing to give what he was willing to give. Because it's, it's going to be extremely hard to understand the perspective of somebody who doesn't give what you're willing to give. And I'm not saying this because I think Dion's going to fall flat on his face. I actually think he'll be above the 5-2 and two for this spring, mm-hmm. right? The fall will be a little bit more interesting to me. But I think in the spring, I think that the hype, I think that the enthusiasm of the players and everything else, Correct. dude, sometimes that energy is just unbeatable. But mm-hmm. I am saying for the long-term haul, right, being able to coach players that don't have the drive you have, that don't have that thing that made them great, is that going to be something that he may have to face? I'm not even saying he won't overcome it, but is it something that somebody like Dion, who was the greatest at what he did, is that something that he's going to have to face as a coach? Who, who going first? Let's start with Bird. Well, I would say um, <clears throat> it, it is something that, He's going to have to face, and I think he's already faced. And when you face something at a younger level, like I just want to go back to high school. When you face something at a younger level, you're dealing with uh, undeveloped children. You understand what I'm saying? We aren't talking about grown men. We're talking about undeveloped children. And you can speak from that aspect. Absolutely. You definitely have firsthand experience when it comes to it. And you have to not only know what you have, but what the potential of who your coaching has. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. So can he bring it out? I think he's done it. See, people look at preparation differently. I think he was prepared in certain instances before he got to this level okay. with certain individuals who he had to coach before he got to where he is. Like his son. Absolutely. Because his son is not him, but his son still turned out to be a very good athlete that was recruited heavily. Okay. Two sons or because yeah, he got, he yeah, got both of his sons. 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 Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. considering like where they at? Yeah. Our resident. Our resident. Uh, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Athlete. Well, um, far as the talent goes, and I, I don't, I don't think so. Re- reason being, the energy and everything. I, but but I get it. Dion is Dion. He has a certain expectation and how he pre- prepares and everything like that. But I think. The kids want to be great, and they want to be a part of something. So I think they're going to rise to the occasion and prove everybody wrong mm. and be on one level and be like, you know what, we're going to do this for you. 
we're going to do this for the culture. We're going to do this for this community. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this school great. We're going to make kids want to come in. We're going to make this to Alabama. We're mm -hmm. going to make this to Florida State. Yeah. So I think, in my opinion, that they're going to rise to the occasion and that energy that, that they're creating, the buzz that they're creating with the media, I think it all is going to come together. Quick question. Is it safe to say that the <clears throat> expectations that we both know are high on Dion's standpoint is not just on him, but like you were just saying, uh -huh. on the team as well Correct. as far as Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to imagine that they all so. feel a pre that, like it might be small to some, it might be big to others, that, God, we got to put on. Yeah. Yeah, and, pressure bus pipes though. Yeah, and, yeah. But, and so I, what I would say to that though, I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah, I think y'all making it kind of more difficult than it is. It, it comes down to wait, wait, and, 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 and what I mean by that, and I, this is what I mean, and I, I don't, you know, and what I mean by this is like doing and teaching and managing are three different skill sets. Deion Sanders, the athlete, was a great doer because he, he only had to do his job, which was a very specific job, on the field. Correct. And that's why he hired the it, right team but around see, him to, but do, see, all, to but, do the do part. No, and I know that. Wait, wait, you know but I'm, I'm so, saying, but being, a great player, being a great player at that position don't teach you how to do the other position in terms of bringing people together in terms of because once the enthusiasm... I see your ass, see your ass yeah. that you're trying to... No, that, what I'm saying is... What, trying to bring. I got no, Because once the, that enthusiasm of the first game and the first couple of wins and you get some adversity starts to really happen, it's going to be on his talent as a teacher and as a manager to get his team to be high-performing again. But again, he did it in high school. You don't, so, just because but, but he... No, he did no, it in high school and, too, and, well, so you and, know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is... At a high level, winning championships. No, 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 exactly. That's, that's what saying, he yeah. learned how to yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. That's what he learned how to do. Yeah. Because just being on the football field and, course, and being a great enough. athlete yeah, don't teach you how to coach. Just like how you said with Tom Brady, it doesn't make him... It doesn't make you a good coach. Great coach. That's a talent. But that's the point of the conversation. That was the point of the question. That goes back to what I said. He was prepared for... For this position, with based the, on his high school experience, because without that, he couldn't do that. So, so you saying yes? You saying of course? All right. I, okay. I just wanted to really like, like really. Oh, man, I got nah, but you, I mean, don't listen. Hey, come on. Are you a shade tree today? Because you threw shade before you even. Yeah, we did. No, but it, 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 it seemed like y'all was all conversation on the head. No, no, we were okay, no, 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 no. He, it was because he was way more, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Now he, I was about to say because the question is about him being an athlete. Nah, but and I'm like, nah, because you're talking about you're talking about the question is about him being an athlete and not seeing the drive. Why was Larry Bird unsuccessful as a head coach? Right, but why was why is Jordan not very good at being the owner of a team? Because everybody assumes that because you're great on this level that you could do it. Everybody assumes that that greatness will translate. And what I'm saying is, and that's the whole point. The difference between Dion. And all of these other people, which Bird highlighted immediately, which I'm, listen, ah, kudos yeah. to that guy, right, yeah. from the Bird's eye view, is that, listen, the difference was that Dion actually did this with younger kids. Mm -hmm. He did this with younger kids. Which is much so harder. It, it caused him to have yeah. to, it, whatever the growing pains were, he probably experienced them at Prime Academy. And so he probably won't have to face those now. So I, I'm does, just saying, you, you've been are. in a classroom, you're a lawyer, you've been in a classroom mm -hmm. with people who were great at practicing law, but they may not have been great teachers because Absolutely. teaching is a skill set you have to learn. Yeah, And that's what I'm saying. Most yeah. of these greats have not learned how to be teachers yeah. because they're they're going off the strength of their, of their previous accomplishments. Yeah. Dion is not in that basket because he's already done it at a high school level. Granted, it was like 3A. 
But you know what I mean. Still, Still and, 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 and the point to that, my in college, my actual coach and my uh, shout out to Coach Vardam in Texas. Uh, he coached me first year uh, at in SEMO, Southeast Missouri State. He was not a great player whatsoever. I only think he didn't play, to be honest. Sounds like Bill Belichick, basically. But he was the best teacher. Yes, techniques and everything to a T. Yeah, like, and I'm like, Coach, like, do you? Nah, I'm you know I because just, the, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm, that's actually what, what I do. The just less, give me, just the, give me, give me something, and I can teach you. Too. I got the less yeah. gifted you are Correct. at something, yeah. the more understanding Correct. you have had to, to get. You had to have, you got to have. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Correct. He had just to be competitive. Yeah. he had to have a just to be on the team. Correct. Yeah. Just to make the team, <laughs> and that's what you better know the plays. You better know the plays, right? But that doesn't mean you can run fast. That doesn't mean you can catch the ball. So, but if you don't know the plays. Correct. Yeah. You're going to play somebody here that can run fast yeah. and get you off the team. Right. So, <laughs> we'll get you a clipboard, buddy. <laughs> so, listen, long story short, let's wrap this up. At the end of the day, I think we all got pretty good expectations, high expectations. DA is the only one on the under with the vibe. <laughs> oh, my God. DA is hey, the only one on yeah, the under. underdog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But we, we, we can all say this. At the end of the day, I think something we can all stand on without any hesitation is that Dion being at Jackson State is an immaculate thing both for those athletes, for himself and his potential career, and in addition to that, for HBCUs as a whole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, listen, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm anxious to see where we're going to go. But I stand on the fact that I think Dion is going. I think he's going to show up and show out. Let's That's get it, it, baby. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do, guys? We're going to pay some bills real quick yep. and come back. Uh, and we're going to have a few more other topics. Then we're going to bring in that poetry. Burge going to spit some. Uh, Ga going to spit some. Da going to spit some. And then G Man may. Oh, Da. Well, well, you ain't got to. Yeah, I ain't put yeah, no yeah, pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't put no pressure on you. You know what I'm saying? I'm if you want to, you want to. You, you, yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna, we're going to pay some bills. We're going to be right be back, guys. Don't be scared. <laughs> Anytime I feel like I want to steal my faith Never mind me lose my way, I'm afraid But as I start being off the east Put my face is them business Cause all me see a crop in a barrel Don't know no one I enemies Them not gonna live to see the worst that we Just know say still All my sacrifice not go so still Do them no know ya
I'm excited to talk about this because um, I do a few things on the side. Everybody call me Hustle Man. Like, they always like, I'm like, I'm a J Jamaican. I got 20 jobs. That's not true. Uh, but listen, but the thing is. He has 19. <laughs> <laughs> listen, but the whole thing is with, with me when it comes to that, and we're going to get into it, is I believe you should have more than one income in this universe, in this U.S., um, it is essential to be honest. Don't jump too deep into it, baby. Uh, I'm on my bad. I'm you're, you're, I'm you're already like six I'm feet deep. I'm on my bad. My bad. I'm at, all right, my bad. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. but listen. All right, we're gonna let uh, G Man mm. spin it off real quick. He gonna give us the little play by play on the article because this is what we're doing, guys. We going going by articles, kind of what they uh, how what they're saying about it, and then just having a, a conversation about it. So this is this how we gonna jump into oh. it. So G Man, spin it off for me. All right, so listen, let, let's, let's start with this, right? Uh, obviously, like you said, there was an article that was posted talking about employees or business owners. <clears throat> At the end of the day, who really makes more money, right? And, and, and anybody who's interested in this topic, one of the first things I recommend is there's a book called The Educated Franchisee by Rick Bizio. So, Rick, you owe me for this shout-out, bro. But at the end of the day, um, here's what we're trying to discuss, right? As an employee... You're gonna get paid immediately, right? You're gonna get you're gonna get that money right off the rip, right? You're always gonna be making somebody else richer than you, but you're gonna get that money right off the rip. The other part about that is that a lot of these high salary jobs, you start coming in with perks, right? Company cars, you know, company credit cards, healthcare packages, vacation packages, vacation packages. Mm -hmm. Speak on right. Speak on. So the reality is, in the short term, right? <laughs> it, the answer is always going to be real simple. The employee makes more money, right? But as a business owner, you're going to walk away from, from probably what's a sizable income, right? Yeah. You're probably going to have to invest your own capital, mm -hmm. right? If you don't have investors, you're going to be investing and your own on, capital. And, and, and what number are we talking about? Because I, I want to just have the people visualize. I'm, I'm going okay, to yeah, yeah, give you right, okay, I'm going to give you Because I'm about to paint the picture of what yeah, yeah, okay, okay, y'all okay, no, look no, like. Y'all know what they are. But I... I'm, I'm the moderator. Let me moderate. Right, Let me moderate. Can, right, I, can I stand on my moderation? Stand on. Please okay, do. Please so do, listen. Bro. So at the end of the day, I'm, and I'm just setting the stage for y'all boys because I know y'all ready to go in, right? So at the end of the day, as a business owner, in the immediate short-term future, you're going to lose access to capital. And as an employee, you're going to have access to more liquid cash, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, let's also not forget the, the benefits of being a business owner, mm -hmm. right? You're going to immediately get tax benefits, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have the ability to purchase large items like cars as business expenses and other mm -hmm. write-off expenses. Mm -hmm. Child care, that's another write-off. So at the end of the day, because the government wants to stimulate the health of small businesses oh, yeah. by offering it. tax advantages to small business owners, you can actually start to see yourself in the long-term future Probably get when once you catch that stride, right? And we not oh, we not stride. talking about we we, if we, we talking about you, you saying boat stride, right? Like, we ain't know. talking about like fresh out the gate, right? We're getting it now. We ain't talking about the right. We talking about as yeah. you get past that twenty that yards, 400, four hundred, yeah, and you start, and you kick into that second yeah. gear, walking them down, big, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, here's what we know: by the third year as a business owner, in most cases, you're still going to be making a little bit less than the employee uh, with the average yearly raises. Right, mm -hmm. but as an entrepreneur, you gonna have to you you would have created an asset value in your business, right? And so now, if you want it, you have the ability to sell your company at a profit, or you can continue to grow your asset. So in three years, you've increased your net worth significantly, while the employee continues to have low risk, 
but a limited potential for future growth, right? And so personally for me, I think obviously in, in our community, more than anything else, we got to have a shift from the salary mentality, right? Why so? I'm sorry? Why so? Uh, because I think we have to have an asset creation mentality, right? At the end of the day, the ideas and the concepts that I generate are going to be more valuable than anything that I can actually do, right? Intellectual property is so much more valuable than anything you can actually physically do, right? Jordan made more money through endorsements and everything else and through business ownership than he ever did on the actual court, right? When you start looking at all of these people, Jay-Z made more money as a business owner than he did as a rapper, right? He used that as a foundation to catapult themselves. When you look at the history Mm -hmm. and the trajectory of what employment used to be way back in the day before college was this thing that everybody was supposed to do, Mm -hmm. most people learned a trade, a blacksmith, a wordsmith, whatever it may be. You learn from someone so that you could eventually get to a place where you could start your own business and create your own generational wealth, right? That's how it's supposed to be done from back in the day-day. Now we're in a world where a lot of people are making a lot of money to just make other people rich. And so we've always fallen victim to this low-risk, right, high-salary ideology. So the truth of the matter is, I just want to get your take on what do you think is more valuable? I can tell you what I think, right? And I kind of already kind of shed a little light on where I'm at. But I'm just saying, as much as I can tell you what I think, I'm going to jump to, let me start with Bird because he was the one that kind of respected the space. He didn't try to dive all in it early. Let me give Bird some shine for Okay, Mr. Moderator. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and I think it helps everybody for Bird to get a bird's eye view, and then we come back down to a ground value. So, Bird, as someone who, listen, you've done both, right? What are you? What's your perception of high salary versus business ownership? And let's let's just start with a round number that's easy for everybody to do math on. Let's just say it's a hundred grand, hundred grand salary, right? Versus being a business owner, where you're probably going to bring in maybe fifty. Right? Let's say you got a good business idea and your first year you may bring in fifty. Same year, if you were an employee, you might make a hundred grand. Right? And so at the end of the day, what's more valuable? Is it the hundred grand that you may keep making for a few years, or is it the fifty that you can actually grow over time? Right? And so just from your own experience and just from your own perspective, what's your thoughts on that, Bert? Uh, okay, so first things first. I wanna, I wanna definitely make this statement, and I hope nobody is offended by me making it. But <clears throat> certain things aren't for everyone. Oh um, yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're of going course. to we're going to need workers, worker bees, yeah, mm-hmm. and we're going to need owners. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just sitting down, and it's crazy that we're having this particular conversation on this subject because I was just talking to a great friend of mine about. Uh, accessibility and ownership mm-hmm. having access to something and owning something mm-hmm. there is a difference but the things that can be done with the two are the same mm-hmm. okay um, when it comes to this per se you have a hundred thousand dollars that you can make working for uh, a B hut okay a B hut says that I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars if you dedicate 40 hours a week 
of your life to my business out of this year, I will give you $100,000. Now, listen, with that being said, you're accountable now. Um, You know that you have to clock in at 8 o'clock. Yep. You get off at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You off Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of leisure. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of leisure, right? But when Monday through Friday hits, it's back locked now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The difference between that person and the business owner is Sunday to Sunday. Oh, yeah. You don't have those breaks. You don't have that leisure. You're sitting down working on yourself and your business every single day and still have the chance of losing. Mm-hmm. See, he says 50000 and mm-hmm. and, it, and it's great. It sounds great. But you can get to the end of the year and lose four clients. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Talk so about it. Some people aren't able to withstand the pressure of what comes with actually being an owner. But I will agree that it is better than a salary due to ownership because of legacy. Oh, speak on that. Make yeah. sure that we remember that those who own now have owned long time before. We're looking at people who have had companies start in 1967, 1892, the liquor that we drink. Th- these things have been started long before, and it's legacies that's passed down. Yeah. That's what ownership is, though. Mm. These weren't people taking a salary saying, okay, mm. well, I will continue to do this and pass that salary mentality down to my kids. This they portion. started to own certain things mm. throughout their lives and said, I need to pass this down to my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So that's where we look at things like trust. You understand what I'm saying? You don't leave a salary in a trust. Okay? You, you don't. But if you own something, mm-hmm. you can leave it. Mm. You can leave it. And you can leave it for the future of your seeds. Okay? Because speaking of seeds, Mm -hmm. speaking of seeds, Mm -hmm. he has now provided a way in which he can make ownership so his kids can own. Because listen, when we when we when we look at ourselves from where we are, we have to understand, I'm gonna be honest, my mom didn't own a business, but her son does. And now he has the mentality that he wants his children to own a business. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So I think it comes with knowing what ownership can bring for the future, not the right now. And everybody that looks at the salary is looking at the now. I have children now. I have bills now. I don't have time to take off. This is now. Life isn't waiting for me. Right now. Right. So I respect that. And let me, can I jump in right here? Absolutely. And here's what I want to contribute to that, right? Listen, I made more money than I ever made in my life when I published my book. Right? Stand on that. I made more money than I ever made in my life when I published my book. The reason why I went back to working for someone else was because my wife and I decided to move to Orlando and she wanted and deserved a home for her and the kids. And guess what the, the bank told me? We we don't see uh, we don't consistent. see a consistent yes. income, right? You have a book, and you're saying that you made this much money, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, can we say that that's gonna ha- that's gonna continue mm-hmm. over the life of this loan that you're mm-hmm. asking us to give you? So they pushed me back into the workforce so that I could do what? Absolutely. So that I could do the American. I could provide Absolutely. my family the American dream of owning a home. Absolutely. Right, and y'all, y'all, y'all got us. We gonna have the visuals, you know. what I'm saying later with it, but we got it on Facebook. But he threw out the quotation. It's, it's beautiful. The American, I, I love that. Absolutely, you, you guys have to see. 
the American dream in quotation. And it I ain't never it. been it ain't yeah. never been my dream, right? Yeah, exactly. Cause, cause America wasn't built for me, so the dream wasn't for hey, me. Hey, that's why I said that. I knew you were gonna tag on that. Listen, it's, it's big facts. All and right. so what I what I will say is this, and just to piggyback on what Bird says, I got two kids in college, right? My youngest daughter was in private school. Yeah. And so guess what? Yeah. That kinda held me captive to the job that I'm working. And so the now. here's the great news for me, right? Listen. It, listen, I happen to be lucky enough to meet the right woman and have kids with the right woman. And listen, my anniversary just passed. Shout out to yeah, shout, shout out to the love. shout out to shout out to you know what I'm yeah. real. At the real. end of the day, twenty years together. You know, we've been married since two thousand and seventeen years married. Been together for twenty, and 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 so my kids are now in college. My youngest is in middle school. Here's what I know. In four years, in four years, I don't plan on being anyone else's slave, right? And my plan is to go back to doing what I love to do, but also what generated more money for me than I've ever generated in my own life. And it's an unlimited earning potential. No one else can put a cap on what I can earn as long as my grind, uh, as long as my grind and the quality of product can match, right? I know that if I can make a hundred grand working with another company, then I should be able to make double that at bare minimum on my own merit. Mm. Right. And that's just what I believe and what I stand on when it comes to my own self. I'm like LeBron. I'm like Darrell Revis. I just want the one year contract, baby. Cause I believe that after that one year, I'm going to be able to sell myself for more to the next person. I'm going to be able to sell my ideas, my, my, my product to the next person at a higher rate. And I'm going to continue to grow moving forward. But I ain't going to, I'm not going to hijack the conversation. Lump, man, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Talk about it. Talk about it. Listen, um, ownership, high salary, both are good. Bird touched up on it. Um, Leaving a legacy, which I truly am a fan of. Um, And and to start off, my grandfather, and this is kind of where I get most of my my um, business, I don't know if you want to call it business savvy, but just business mindset. Acumen, yeah. Yes, from my grandfather. My grandfather, uh, God rest the dead, him and my grandmother, um, I learned a lot from them. Basically raised me up until the age of about six. Um, he owned a long, long uh, service at a young age. Um, I remember getting up in the morning, 5 a.m. My two uncles, and my old boy, I will say sperm donor, but we're we going to leave that there. But listen, got up, 5 a.m. in the morning. I drank coffee as a kid. I ain't kid you not. Still love it to this day. Um, got up <laughs> in the morning. By 5, 30, 6 o'clock, we in the first person lawn. Cutting it. Yeah. That's what we, it sounds like? Yeah. Yeah. But listen, this is me. I'm raking leaves. Four, five, six years old. Get to it. Raking leaves. So I developed that whole mindset. Okay, I didn't understand what he was doing. I thought he was working for somebody. That's just what I thought. But he got up and did it. And then as I got old, I said, oh, my granddad owned a business. So I've kind of learned and watched him, you know, run the business. How he divvy up money, how he actually, you know what I'm saying? So I understood that. Business ownership is great. But right now, me working for someone is cool for now. Gary touched up on it, working for corporate America. Um, to provide, you know, when you, you own a home, you want to see that income coming in. Now, 
I have, let me see, maybe two or three things that I do outside of my day, my nine to five job, right? Now, when you analyze that, right? Uh, Bird touch up on it. It's not for everybody, right? So I would tell everybody, if you want to get in something, start a, a, a something small. Don't dive into a full full throttle. You understand? Don't do that. I would say, do do your do your nine to five, then kind of work your your business part time until you build enough capital to what to do what walk away from your actual full time job. Okay. Thanks. Um, I've been trying to get Gary to do this. A few things I, I, I would throw the stuff. I say, Gary, man, you, you Boy, can walk. Listen, all of these shade trees I listen, today, listen, man. You, you can walk. It ain't, it ain't a shade tree, man, because I want to see all of us do well at the end of the day. I that's that's my whole you. thing, right? It ain't shade tree. I say, if I see an opportunity, I'm going I'm to I'm put y'all on. But um, but the whole business ownership thing, I'm going to be to a point maybe another year or two where I say, hey, I can walk away full time um, from my nine to five and basically do this, do this work full time, this business ownership. You understand? And as birds say, it is sun up to sundown. You understand? As Gary, I always know. I tell him all the time. Listen, what you doing? Oh man, I'm running appointments. You know, I do insurance on the side. You understand? Does it, is it good money to me? It's great money to me. I told Gary, I mean, I double my income on the weekend um, versus you know within a month on my daytime job. It's great money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the weekend, yes, yeah, two days. You understand? So when you when when I analyze that, I'm able to do what? I'm able to build. I'm able to leave a legacy. And guess what? I can have more time for the family. Right. You understand? Right. Yeah. So, so, so business ownership, uh, high salary. It's cool in the meantime. There's some trade offs, but but it, there's some trade offs to that. Okay, you get the high salary, but but still build your own business on the side. You understand? So you don't have to be full time. Just go part time with it until it builds enough revenue and capital to walk away from a nine to five. Because as Bird said, nine uh, nine to five not for everybody. Business ownership for not for everybody. Because you have to be disciplined. Now th- those days that I don't want to give up. Listen. I have a child. I have another a newborn. Mm-hmm. And listen, do I get to sleep? I do not. Congrats. Do I want to? Thank you. Do I want to run business because I'm tired? I had no sleep. One hour sleep? No. But I say to myself, it's, it's bigger than this. I look at the two kids. I look at the wife. Listen, it's bigger than that. I got to mm-hmm. get up. It's, I, I leave. I got to leave a legacy. I don't have time to waste. So that's your why? That is my why. Okay. So that's that. So you're that, standing that, on. You standing yeah, I'm standing on, on my why. You understand? Because yeah. I have to look at that. I say, you know what? Guess what? If I don't do this, what? What what legacy am I leaving behind me right now? Right, you understand. And what message are you sending? Your and what kids? message am I sending my kids? You know what I'm so I, you know, I, I got, I, I'm gonna leave it at that. I, I want to go a lot of different ways with that, but that's that's what that is. Okay, uh, business ownership is the way to go, um, or just doing both at the time, high salary versus the business ownership until you have enough capital revenue to walk away from a nine to five. So that's my suggestion, and I stand on that. And, and listen, I'm gonna say this before we hit, hand it off to DA because all three of us out here have done something or are doing something to where we are both working for someone and actually owning our own Correct. thing. Correct. All four right? of us. Correct. All so four of us. Yeah. We're, we're not... Oh, all four of us. I'm sorry. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Not all three of y'all, but all... Uh, uh, listen. All four. All cuatro. All four. Sorry, Spanish folks. If I missed that up, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. So, listen, DA, as a, as, a, as, a, as, a young, as a young monster in the market, right... Who you know? Listen, we all know what we, we all know what you can command with your background and your Thanks. education, right? Thanks. But I still see you out here trying to make moves towards owning something yeah, of man. your own, right? Yeah, man. What, what's your take, bro? I mean, you know, in, in, when it comes to ownership and salary, you know, when we're talking about our community, a lot of us are on hourly, you know, and 
And and the reason why I say that is because we need some of us to go from hourly to salary. And you know, and oftentimes salary means that's some like some professional skill involved. You I remember, I remember Grandma saying, "Boy, don't you quit that good job." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why don't you quit that good you know, job? And, 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 and the other thing is too, not everybody like somebody's calling may not require them to quote unquote own a business. Yeah. Like, like let's say if you're calling this to be a doctor, your business is you, you, your job is your salary is derived from the clients that you get from the hospital, depending on what type of what type of medical. Professional, you are in that sense, but you can also join a medical group. You can, yeah, you can, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, yeah, but the goal at in the same time, though, you still getting the salary, you still got the same concerns. Now, there's other people who didn't go into professional environments where the the main structure is based off a partnership, like you know, law firms, accounting firms, investment firms, where you work under salary and then mm-hmm. you prove that you're able to do the things that entrepreneurs do and that's what get business then they get you in, in part of the equity state so it all depends on your mission and your purpose in life because some of some people genuinely love being teachers some people genuinely love being like but athletic that goes, that, that goes back to what Bird is saying you like know? everybody can't be business ownership everybody yeah, can't like, but no, 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 no. no I'm not going to say that because I'm a former teacher and I know a lot of teachers that started their own. They started their own schools. They got they got grants. They got they got they got a lot of money out there, and they started their own school. They they listen. They started they started uh uh, uh virtual you know virtual. They started virtual learning and uh-huh. tutoring services. So you could still be a teacher, yeah. and still have some ownership entity within that. But I'm just also talking world. about the. I'm also talking about the guy that the the, the guy or the the male the, the man or woman. Who decides that they want a career in the military? You're not gonna own another military. You know what I'm saying? Like you're sure. in the military. But once you're you retire, like, you can start up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can start yeah, up yeah, a but I'm just talking about you, you can monetize it. You can still monetize it. You can start up a self defense course. Yeah, you can You gotta you gotta know the parameters yeah, in which yeah, you can operate. We gotta be listen, here's so and I gotta I just wanna throw this in there, because as you're talking, right, in my mind, my mind races and I apologize for the ADHD kicking in. Yeah, it's bad. But let's let's be real, right? We also got to be careful in the black community about naming our gifts too low, right? Listen, I am much more than a writer, right? I'm a communicator. I'm a this. I'm right, like, right, we got to right. be careful about naming our gift too low and thinking that there's only one way to monetize that gift. Yeah, there's so many ways to absolutely. monetize gifts. Listen, stop naming your gifts too low. And I got to throw that out there because somebody, th- somebody threw that at me and that, hit, that thing hit me like a dagger in the heart. So I just wanted to put that out there yeah, yeah, as you were talking. Like, don't name your gift too low, y'all. No, 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 absolutely. I'm just giving you the, the full variety of what, like, these scholarships look like. I mean, not scholarships, what these salary positions look like. And at the same time, like, but, you know, I work in, uh, in the financial sector. And, and the people I work with, you know, the people who've been at the firm for a while, some of them have made partners, some have yet to make partner, but are about to. And they make a lot more money than people who own businesses. What's well, giving them? Throw, throw the number out there. I'm talking about like, you know, 750, 850, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million. I'm talking about that's how much they get in terms of compensation from their job. That's what they get in terms of compensation from the job. All we talking yes. is just straight, like, just, we ain't talking about all incentives and bonus. And we ain't I mean, that's stuff. all part of doing the job, though. 
And we and we did talk about that. talk about that in the article. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still not. So I just want to make that clear. Okay. Because because LeBron James, before he started owning all these businesses, he was a salaried employee that made more money than any of us ever thought about making. Sleeping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 so that's just a fact of the of the matter. So I'll call that pajama money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so and so. So let's just let's keep the full variety out there because somebody who wants to be an NFL, like a kid that wants to join to one day be a football player, he's going to be working for people up until the point that he retires and decides to do something else with his life. But let's, let's also acknowledge the fact that the average NFL career is three to five years. I, I understand that, but I'm just saying until he's... Until, I feel he, until that time, but that comes. could be twenty six. Yeah, 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 you could be twenty six, and after that, you still got to do something. It so is what it is. Open it is a business, baby. But you know, at the same, like, so I, what I'm saying I, is right. this, and so I'm just giving y'all a paint the full picture of the salary position because in that same position, and which one are you filling? Being in both positions because you you are in a salary position and you're creating your own business. So which one would you want to do long term? That's the question. Well, well, we were talking about what was better. I'm just letting y'all know, like, the pros and cons of both. Yeah, 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 I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, come on, I gotta give an argument to the salary. You know, motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? And we just trying to keep the conversation honest because you ain't lean, you're not giving us no lean. Where you going, bro? Okay, so now y'all want to lean now. Yeah, lean in, lean in, lean in, lean in. And so, for me, obviously, you want to own your own shit. You know what I'm saying? Because because I you know one I'm I don't got kids I don't got a wife or nothing like that and so I'm I'm making this money the money that I want to make outside of what I'm doing and then when that does when that does what it does so I can leave my job all of that I'm thinking selfishly about dude how many trips you want to take this year you know what I'm Word. saying okay. like how many cars you want to buy if you want to buy cars like if and then if there's some other things that you want to invest in how much money you want to be able to put down on that so that's, you know about, that's my why about guns and butter. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz I'm thinking about I'm thinking guns about how how do I turn 2 into 10 yeah how do I turn 10 into 100 you know what I'm saying like how can we get 10x you know what I mean and so that's when I'm looking at things and like ownership gives you the capacity to be exponential you know what I'm saying? Ownership gives you the capacity to be exponential. And if you have an imagination, if you have an imagination on top of this entrepreneurialism, you can literally paint the course for you doing whatever the hell you want to do on this planet while you're alive. And I, and I, and I got to, and we're not, we're not, I want to kind of throw something out there so we can kind of tag this. Why do people don't lean towards ownership? Let me let me tell you. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. It's the risk. It's risky because we all know that businesses, like most businesses, fail within the first three or four or five years. Mm. And then, yeah, most business. I said most, not all businesses. That's a fact. But all, but most businesses. I'm talking about M O S T businesses. Brick and mortar. But listen though, businesses. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care. The question because some businesses, some businesses require that you just be on the internet and people still fail. All right, we're still talking three to five years, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. They 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 just say, you know what? I ain't good at this. Okay, and so we now the question is most. Yeah, the question was most. Mm -hmm. I don't think even most people who want a business do the research of the business. Honestly, so why do most don't know? Hold on, we call, hold when, on. They, when they finish hold asking on. The, the one the one question, why do people don't start That's what I just business? said. That's, no, no. That's what I just emphasized. One thing, one thing for certain, two things for sure. This quote is by Upton Sinclair, and he says that it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends upon his not understanding it. Mm. Do you know how deep that is? Mm. Okay, so 
it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends upon his not understanding it. That's what true. you just asked, he just answered. Yeah. Because you have to understand that I'm complacent. I'm not scared. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable where I am right now, and I don't want to take my hat off and say, you know what? I have to do things on my own. Me and a brother of mine were just sitting down talking, and there's a difference between doing things on your own and then having a complacency where things can be done for you. This business world is a gamble. First things first. It's not for sure. Your job is also a gamble because you can get fired, right? You can be fired. Speak on that. Okay. But listen, the second you get fired, there's two different people. Are you going to continue to look for work? Or are you going to try to say, you know what? I can create my own. But I'm going to jump yes. in. I'm going to jump in. And here's, Absolutely. here's what I want to say. Absolutely. At the end of the day, the root cause of all of that is still fear. Right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's risk involved. And, 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 and I'm going to say that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people's perception of of what is more risky, mm-hmm. of what is more dangerous, mm-hmm. what, what am I more prone to not be able to feed my kids on is... If somebody has to buy my product, if somebody has to subscribe to my service, right? At the end of the day, a lot of people are still afraid. And so here's what they know. They know that that job, whatever the one, whatever job it is, whether it's the one that they had and they got fired from or the one that they're trying to get to, there's a guarantee of a certain amount of money that is going to hit their account mm-hmm. every week. And they don't have the vision to see that they can double and triple that number if they pour themselves deeply into whatever it is that they do. And most people have not even have don't even they haven't arrived. They have no vision of who they are. If you don't even know who you are, you can't start no business. I mean, come on. We no, still no, every, wait, a wait, lot wait, of businesses wait, wait. still need employees. I want it, I want there's it, a lot of y'all uh, there's I, a lot of underpaid employees that are not comfortable in what they're doing. But, but, but still they're still comfortable in knowing that they're employees. Because they know they're gonna depend on that check. But guess what? Businesses still need employees. A lot of y'all want to do business. A lot of y'all are talking about. We talking about. I'm pretty sure we already said it ain't for everybody. No, okay, that's what I'm saying. So it's not like we're not going to condemn people because like it's not like y'all condemning people like they don't have the vision. Some people just know what they can't do. Okay. This, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. They can't do it. can't do it. They can't do it. It's not a. Hold on. Stop. Stop. Because what you spoke on has nothing to do with a can't, brother. Yeah, right. We have to we, we have to sit down and use our words from one English major to another English major, brother. Won't. They will not do it. I right. agree with you. You understand what I'm saying? There's a I, big listen. difference between what you will not do and what you can or cannot I mean, do. I vehemently disagree with you. I vehemently disagree with you. And he stands on that. He stands on that. And Dave spoke on doctors. He spoke on lawyers, people, partners, people who have salaries. But you have to understand something. There's a large percent of those people that he spoke about that do have ownership. They own stocks, okay? You have to sit down and look at something that they still can say that they manage and own, but it's not a whole business corporation. A stock is still something you have to manage. It's still something that you have to go into. And, brother, I don't disagree with you because we're talking about business owners, and that was another class of individuals that we're talking about now. You're talking about... Investors, no, people, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're talking you about people. Salary. I know, but you're talking about people who then own equity so, in, in, in something that they can get either passively, and they don't have to do active management of it. 
That's what a lot of investors do. Some people like and what I'm but saying is I'm just giving different branches yeah, 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 of what yeah, yeah. salary just, can bring. No, and that's and that's what I was trying to but, point but to. But you also got to understand that mm-hmm. when you invest in something, there's a mar- there's a margin of ownership that you get from that investment. Yeah, of course, of course. So you are an owner. You you're an owner, but you by by way of invest in, in you're by still way of an owner. You you're still an owner. owner. You didn't start the business. That's what I'm saying, bro. Uh, no, we said business ownership. We didn't say starting your own business. Oh, my fault. We yeah. said business ownership. I'm looking That's at it from that. an in, in, in investor stand. I'm looking at it in terms of an entrepreneurial stand. No, no, no. So, so, so nine to five people have ownership because they have a 401k. And, uh, they, and they, they own their 401k. So that's the same same concept? To be honest, it same, is. Same, same concept? Is from what I'm speaking but of. It's also, that's why I said no, absolutely. It's also, there's also a limiter on it. It is. Because the company determines Correct. how much you get versus how much you don't the get. Matching and versus with an investment, with an investment, you determine how you much you want to put in. Yeah, yeah. It's like business ownership, right? Versus yeah. in own versus investments, you, you determine what game. you're putting in. You know, right. the, the company don't get to tell you what. It, and that's I mean, there's a big difference. If we're talking about four one k's, and we can get real specific, and so let's talk over each other. I mean, if we're talking about four one k's, we can get real specific in terms of yeah, I wasn't trying to being able to control what you get get in. You can. They tell you. You. They right, tell yeah. you. Yeah. I'm just letting and you I know. I wasn't trying to derail it to a situation of stuff. I'm just saying. Like I said, I wanted to bring different. It was branches. a valid point though that you made. Right. You know, it was a right. very valid you know? point that you made because again, just because you work a salary, don't mean that you can't have equity and some other shit. Absolutely. And that's what I'm gonna, saying. And we gonna stand on that. That's what I'm saying. That's and we what gonna I'm go saying. play some more music because we still got bills to pay. Damn. So at the end of the day, lump, take us out. But listen, start your own shit. Get ownership in something. Uh, I don't care what it is, and I stand on that. And check in, and we'll shout out your ownership, entrepreneurs. Y'all tap in and yeah. let us know. Tap in with us. For this, many times I feel like I was still my face. Never make me lose my way, my brain. Fun as a siphon of days. Put my face in them business, cause I'll be see a crop in a barrel. Don't know no one I enemies. Them not gonna live to see the worst of it. Just know I say still, I'll be sacrificed not to say still. Do them not know you? Know you?
All right, we back, y'all. Oh, we back, we back. Sorry about that, little intermission. So, what we gonna do is we gonna get into some poetry. Is, is that what we doing? Yeah, I got, I got, I got something. All right, so we gonna get into that. G man, bird, and maybe Da, cause I don't know, he acting scared. Nah, right I ain't scared. I'm he acting scared on the, on, he acting scared on the poetry nah. tip right now. So he go, he gonna get into something. So listen, this is what we gonna do. Um, I'm gonna let G man. I, I think the topic is gonna be what love. I'm gonna do a love piece. All right, he gonna do a love. I'm gonna piece. do a love piece. My anniversary, my anniversary was on Friday. Anniversary, uh, uh, what was it? What was it's that? Valentine's Day was, was just passed. So okay, love piece, love yeah, piece. It is because Valentine's Day I was last did Sunday. The, I did the Black History piece. Already. Yeah. All right. So so that's that's what's gonna happen. So what's that's gonna happen? What's love got to do? Take take. What's up, baby? I, listen, I can't even hold you. I just, it just you just threw me off with the ten to turn. Listen, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you like 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 just a free discussion before we have. I was listening to um, Payroll Giovanni. He's a rapper out of Detroit. And, and shout out Detroit. And, shout out Payroll. D Town. And he got a song called "What's the Plug." And and hopefully we can have a side discussion after these poems. We, yeah, we do that. It's just that he got a song called "What's the Plug," and and, and the hook is like. What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. And it was like, and uh, and it effectively, it's talking about if you ain't making no money, what the hell does love got to do with it? You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like it's a realistic aspect of things, but it's a realistic look at you know relationships, particularly like committed relationships and marriage, because you know people got roles and responsibilities within that. And I just thought that was an interesting hook, but you know. Back to the romanticism, I want to hear what Gary got to say with regard to love, and I got I want to hear what Bird got to say on that conversation because he goes off the top, you know. So everything he says comes off the mental and goes to your ears, and you just got to take it as it comes. You feel me? And so um, I ain't gonna say nothing else, but <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing else, but hey, I'm fucking with y'all boys right time. now. Let's 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 hear these. Poetic thoughts. Hey, yeah, yeah. Y'all just might get the snapper right now. Yeah, I mean, Y'all might want to get the snapper. Y'all missed it earlier. G Man had the the, the fire, the fire uh, uh, joint. Who was that from the movie? Um, uh, oh, it was inspired by Judas and the Black Messiah. Hey, listen, listen. I'm gonna have the recording. I'm gonna put the link um, in Facebook so y'all can go uh, listen to this whole podcast. So remember, we are on Spreaker, we are on um, Google Podcasts. Um, and then the other one is iHeartRadio. So make sure B-Side Radio Show. So y'all check us out. But I'm going to put the link in Facebook so y'all can check out this whole entire recording. So but go ahead, G-Man. I ain't want to take too much time. I, I got to hit this piece by both of y'all. Let's go. All right. Oh, listen. Let's, and, and listen, I'm going I'm to just put this I'm gonna put this uh, <coughs> disclaimer out there that, you know, this is actually an intimate piece that I wrote for my wife um, in advance of, of everything. Uh, I was actually kind of in, in a space of reflection, you know. Uh, I'm transitioning in my life. I, I, I mentioned earlier I got two kids in college, one kid in middle school, and you know my wife and I are actually experiencing more and more free time, and so it gives me an opportunity to, you know, I, 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 listen. I never stopped watching her when she was asleep, you know, and not to sound like kind of a little stalker, but I would look at my wife, you know, when she was asleep and peaceful, and not fussing, and be like. <laughs> And be like, man, <laughs> I, got, I got I got lucky, bro. Like I got lucky. I came up. The fact that he threw it not fussy. Not, not fussy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what's those, those moments feel different. Those yeah. moments feel different. But 
I'm, a, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like so this this piece is actually called I love there there's a there and and I will I will tell you guys this when when my wife and I got together we had this thing it was it was a it was our little language where um I I kind of I kind of we used to ask I, we used to ask each other do you love me and I would say yes and she would say how much and I would say with all my heart and she would say for how long and I would say forever right so every time she gets mad at me, I always say yes with all my heart and forever. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So it's, right. it's that constant reminder of what I'm bringing her back to. Like, I know you hot, but the answers are still yes with all my heart and yeah, forever. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? See, we already started. We, all, we so, already started. Listen. Let's get into it. Let's wise, go. Wise words to a young bull trying to fall in love. So here, here this is called I Love, right? Uh, a retrospection. I love. That you continue to love me as I maneuver through life and learn these lessons. I love that every time I look at you, you resemble God's greatest blessing. To me, because when you look at me, you see through all the stressing. Even though we both are learning how to appreciate God's blessings. I love that I have no shame in getting on my knees for you. I love that I know you love me too. So I'll always beg you to stay. And on those days when I want to go to war and you want to live in peace or vice versa, and I jump up and decide to run these streets, I love that when we collaborate, our territory just continues to increase. Like Akhmetin and Nefertiti. I love that it no longer matters if I'm wrong or right. I love that I can guarantee whether we're together or apart, it's a sure bet that you'll still hold my heart. As I maneuver through life and learn these lessons, I love that after 21 years, I look at you and you still remember, resemble God's greatest blessing to me. Yo, yo, nice, nice. DA, what you, what you, what you think about that one? Man, I thought that was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Um, Speechless, yeah. No, I I think that's beautiful, but at the same time, like you gotta appreciate, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't never been married to someone for 20. I ain't never been married, so the thought of being married to someone for 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Like 20 years, like 20 years. That's a long time. See how you put the year, year. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time, and I mean that because everybody. That's listening, that's that's uh, and that's with us right now. Understands that, you know, people change over the course of twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, looks fade over the course of twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, not my wife. Work <laughs> <laughs> up, work it up. You know, I'm trying to stay married. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, and, but just things. Say that. You know, but just you know, and, and so twenty years is twenty years of constantly keeping that fuel of attraction burning. Oh yeah. You know and. And sometimes, you know, both sides, both men and women, we have off days. Yeah. And sometimes we might have off months. Yeah. And then if we're being honest with ourselves, we might have off years, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and, and if when you're able to keep that fuel of attraction burning over the course of 20 years, that's a that's a constant, uh, and, as I would envision it. And I hope you, you married brothers would chime in really on, my, on this next one I'm about to make. Is a state of constant renewal and reassessment. 
how do I keep this thing going? You sound like a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> how do I keep this thing going? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, just to plug the last. Second, yeah, you know? yeah, it just, yeah, It's yeah. just a, how do I keep this thing going? How do I keep this thing going? Especially if it means something to you when you got kids. You know, you'd had you had the moment of birth that y'all shared together. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then you had the you had the 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 cuckooing and the, and the crying in the middle of the night. When the baby was awake, you know what I'm saying, and then you had the stress and anxiety of sending them off to school and picking the right school. In the midst of that, you still had the work complications. You know what I'm saying? Because these are these are things that can affect a man's confidence. These are things that can can also affect a woman's perspective on mm-hmm. what's really going on in mm-hmm. terms of the direction of the family. And so, being a from I'm looking at it from a man's standpoint, that for Gary to navigated to 20 years there's a lot of things he did right even when he did things wrong mm-hmm. you know yeah. and, and so it's like so I, I so and I'm looking at it from my you know as a son that looked at my parents mm-hmm. um, my mom and dad when they were married before my mom passed away and I look at it like you know and I remember just as a child now I'm looking at I'm looking back with grown eyes and I'm like damn dog like shit um Y'all had a lot of exits. <laughs> yeah, correct. You know what I'm saying? Correct. There was a lot of times y'all could have, each each one of y'all could have said, yeah. I'm a bail. I'm yeah, going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to quit. Uh, Get out that pocket. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you got to go back to it. And, and I don't know if it's, I, I, I can't, I, I don't know. It, it got to be love, right? When you're patient with somebody enough to say, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a tough it out through this tough time right now because I know the good time's going to come right after this. And so it got to be love. Cause if it ain't love, the hell, why do you have that much patience? And then I'm gonna, and you said chime in. Um, for me, it ain't been that long, three years. Um, I'm gonna use this acronym: Team. Together, everyone achieves more. Exactly. That's it. That's at the end of the day, it, it, it's a whole lot more meaning than just those those words within that acronym. But it means more. And I think when you analyze it and and, and look at this uh, perspective of it, 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 you know, it comes to the forefront of everything or what makes sense and why you did it at the end of the day. So, but, um, Bird, we gonna we want to hear what we got to hear that fire, you know, that you got it that that you, that you finna bless us with real quick. Listen, so, don't feel no, know. don't feel no need to like come behind the love topic, bro. Oh this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You this do. is all like just whatever, I, whatever's on your souls. Put but that Bird, out you know, there. But, but from Bird usually goes with the flow. Yeah, so for the most part, okay. I first want to touch on the fact of, um, you know, the the relationship and uh, the twenty years, seventeen married, three before marriage, which it took to get to marriage. Um, you got to sit down and you got to look at uh, not only, you know, the good days and the bad days and the the reflection over the years of what may have changed, but you got to understand that um, over time, men. And I mean real men that have overcome being a boy and that takes a man because it's still men that's in boy stages right now. And you're talking to a man who still has some stages to overcome in his boyish ways. But um, I say that to say that when you're in a relationship with a woman as you have been and excuse my French, but from my brother, I'm speaking on my brother and sister. You have seen this woman naked. Um, the, the, the title of my poem is that, Let Me See You Naked. 
Um, it's off the top of the dome. It's something in which I just created while I was uh, hearing certain things. And I'm going to let it spit. Let me see you naked. She says, what you mean with my clothes off? And he says, no, let me see you naked without anything. Meaning no money. Meaning no clothes. Meaning no feelings. No one to hold you. No one to touch you. No one that you trust. Let me see you naked. She let me see her naked and I embraced her. Even though I embraced her along the way. I made a mistake with her. As I saw her naked, I left some of my clothes on. Those boyish ways in which I left on me were the clothes in which, sad to say, dealt with certain insecurities. <laughs> but the woman in which I just told naked, I told her to do it because I commanded and demanded what I would give to her, which was security. But I'm trying to give so much security, but I'm still clothed with insecurities. So over time... This woman looks back at me and I'm wondering why is she looking at me? But she's looking at me because I'm still clothed in the boy and who I used to be. <laughs> so now as I'm taking off my clothes, first it was my shirt and that was the I'm sorry. Then it was my tank top, then that was the I'm sorry. Then it was my pants, then that was the I'm sorry. Then it was my boxers, then that was the I'm sorry. Then it was my socks, then that was the I'm sorry. Then... It became me totally naked with no more sorries left. But I had to apologize one more time for what? For the theft. See, I took her clothes first, which was a part of her heart. Mm. But I did it without even asking, wait, are we both in the same position in which we can start to share these emotions, feelings, and trust issues in which we both bury? Damn. 20 years, 17 and 3, shout out to T and Gary. So as I sit down and I compose certain things in which I like to think, I have to remember that one day it was me who was on that edge. I mean the brink, really about to break. But as I looked to my left and my right, she was right there with both arms. I took hands, no mistake. I said, God damn, we both naked. She said, yes, but only by God's grace. Because it was times where you wanted to be far away, but I couldn't let you have no space. Because I knew what you would do if you was alone. Certain things that I can't even put in this poem. But if you really want to talk about it, I will. I'm talking about nights where you couldn't sleep, so you had to pop a pill. But we don't really want to talk about drill sessions. I'm talking about real live things that could have dealt with certain things that involve weapons. But uh, why is your life so deep? Because I'm naked now, and I still can't sleep. See, when I'm next to this woman, her clothes annoy me. <laughs> I, when I'm next to this woman, it's like I'm just so glad. That this woman, she's like a job. I'm just glad she employed me. Do, do you understand what safety comes with the connections of this blessing? Do you understand that with this woman, I've learned more than life lessons? Do you understand that this woman, she said, listen, all your life you've been playing checkers. It's time to chess in. It's time to chess in. So she taught me certain things. She said, look. You a king and it's a queen on this board. But as you travel and go through certain things, you have to understand that me and you got to be on the same accord. I said, baby, you're right. You're right. And it's certain things that 
I did that I didn't get right. But she said, baby, you got to understand that that's life. And in this life, as long as you wrong, I'm your right. Oh, shit. I didn't understand in the beginning how deep the love was. I really had to fuck up ten times to understand how deep the love was. Because she could have left on the first fuck up, but she didn't. She could have left on the second one, but she didn't. Each time I fucked up, I realized that not only did she have it in her to invest in me, but together... Team, that's what you said. We're not quitting. See, it's like Scotty without Pippin. Who's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? I'm, 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 I'm repping not only for the love, but for the hate too. For the things that me and you both had to get through. I'm talking about nights where you took the key and didn't want to let me in. But you got to understand. And I'm going to end it with this. You can't even spell saint without sin. That's my dog bird, man. That's my dog bird, man. I just hey. want, I just want y'all to just, just, hey. just sit on that. Hey, I, we can end this right now, like Facebook yo. Live. What hey. that feel like? Hey, we, we can end this right. Let me, let me, let me, let me say, let me podcasting. What that feel like? Hold on, hold on. Let me say this. Hey, let me say this. Let me say this. What that feel like? Let me say this, bro. Let me wait, say this. Wait a minute. And he got up and just walked off. Like, yeah, I just hope y'all heard them close the door. Yeah, he just walked off. Like, he, Randy Watson. He's not here right now. Randy, Randy Watson, Watson. Ladies and gentlemen. Sexual chocolate. Yes, he left the building. Sexual yes, chocolate. My man. Listen, man. Bird. I ain't going to hold you. Listen. I, 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 wow. I'm speechless on that, John. Wow. And what I, listen, what I tell you right now is look, I'm ready for another one just because I got to, I feel like. My piece now has to be stepped up. Okay. My yeah. piece now has to hey, be stepped hey, up. Hey, iron sharpens iron. Let's that's go. What just, that's what he just said. That was a one-on-one of all epic proportions. Yeah, and we that got brother it. just put it out there, bro. Yeah, we got it live. We got to record it. And um, listen, boy, y'all going to have to come back for this one. If y'all missed it, listen, it was phenomenal. Bird, hey, appreciate you for that one, Gary. I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate you laying the foundation for this man to come behind. Oh my god! And and and, and you know, oh my god! Facebook, Facebook Live. Y'all wanted to go like that. Y'all want Gary to go first and Bird to go second. Like, like talk to him. Nah, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. I am not. I am not. I am not going to be the opening act every time. I got power in these words. What do the people want? I got power in these words. Hey, listen. Nah, nah, nah. But listen, what we fucking around? Hey, what we gonna do? Listen, I. I, listen, I really enjoyed both pieces. Hey, I enjoyed your piece as well. Um, we got more to do, though. We, we got, got more, more to do, do. but we're going we're gonna to take a little break. We're going to do one more uh, in regards to what we got, another topic. We, listen, let it be a surprise. Let All right, we're in a surprise, so we're going to come back, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Young nigga with a big pistol. Young nigga with a big pistol. Huh? Okay. Yeah. 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 Hey. Young nigga with a big pilter uh, in a trap house with a bell okay. on me. Selling pedigree, yeah. but ain't dog food. Yeah. Got fish yeah. under my nails, homie. Yeah. Gotta move in silence, cause uh. bitch niggas wanna tell okay. on me. Niggas say yeah. he gon' try yeah. me, yeah. but somebody yeah. better tell her, homie. Okay. Young nigga with a big Tell 
Tyler. At a young age, nigga, make it move. Cousin showed me how to work a tool. Dude showed me how to cut the food. Double it up with my profit, too. Snake showed me how to jump over. Straight drop and lock it, too. Bad bitches coming by the two. Won't be six any fruit. Understand what this money do. Yo, main man, he'll punish you. Smiling faces, turn to dying faces. Bad chasing, yeah, I do it daily. Wish I would let a nigga play me. On site, glizzy activated. Headshot, bullet penetrated. Fuck around, get deactivated. Curl dripping like he out the 80s. Trap banging like going crazy. Set say he just birthed a baby. Bag heavy, do nothing, baby. Glock 30, don't come with safety. What that mean, don't try to play me. Glock 30s, don't come with safety. What that mean, don't try to play me. Young nigga with a big pilsen in the trap house with a bell on Selling pedigree, but ain't dog food. Got fish get under my nails, homie. Gotta move in silence, cause these bitch niggas wanna tell on me. Niggas say he gon' try me, but somebody better tell her, homie. I'm a young nigga with a big pilsen. Young nigga with a big pilsen. I'm a young nigga with a big pilsen. Young nigga with a big pilsen. Somebody better tell her, homie. Niggas know how I'm rockin'. Play with me, I'ma pop that bitch. Young nigga keep solid. If you get caught up, don't never snitch. Call and play his great pop a bitch. I know you haters wanna stop this. Nah, but you can't come get your bitch. Ain't got time for that missing shit. I'm fucking hard trying to get rich. Situation getting sticky. Can't let the feds come get me. So I move the pack so swiftly. In the street selling G units. Got the grams going for 50. She treat the dick just like a step. All she wanna do is lick it. Uh. Money on my mind, it's all I'm trying to get I can read between the lines, I know you kind of fit Cute face, thick thighs, you my kind of chick I can see the runner's mind on my Scarface shit uh. Young nigga with a big pilsen in a trap house with a bell on Selling pedigree, but ain't dog food Got fish get under my nails, homie Gotta move in silence, cause bitch niggas wanna tell on me Niggas say he gon' try me, but somebody better tell her, homie a Young nigga with a big Niggas break.
breaking through. Look, we out here chasing money, trying to catch up to the loot. The money moves, so I ain't got no time yeah. to wait around yeah. on you. Hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait. I said, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait. I said, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait. I said, hold up, wait. If it ain't about no money, get the fuck up out my face. I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on. Nigga, you should stop it. It ain't about no cash. You can't talk about that topic. I'm like, no, nigga, nah. That is not a fun discussion. It ain't about no funds or nigga, fuck it. Hey, I heard it cost to be the boss. Well, shit, I had to pay the price. Shit, I buy a watch No, we not No, we fucking not We are not the same I'm that dude Look, I make the rules You just play the game For y'all boys to get the least It's funny cause y'all do the most I just killed the parking lot And then I pulled off in the ghost Dog, I'm finding that hard out the boats They get some bread and I'm getting a loaf Man, I'm hiding in chimney smoke Money yeah. as long as infinity yeah. go Hold up, wait, hold up, wait, wait I said hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait I said hold up, wait, hold up, wait, hold up, wait I said hold up, wait Yo, 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 we are back, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Listen, if you're watching on live, I appreciate you guys. Again, we are every Sunday, Easter Standard Time. We have this show. Make sure if you're listening live, go share this. Again, you can catch us on Spreaker. You can catch on Google Podcasts and also iHeartRadio under B-Side Radio. So, listen, we got another subject we're going to talk about, and it's essentially why has... Financial education being being taken out of school or have been taken out of schools. Now, G Man gonna lead us in uh, with the kind of little tidbits, what states they have it, what states don't have it, and then we're gonna kind of just give y'all a little tidbit on what we think about it. So, G Man, lead us in. So, listen, we're we're, we're kind of piggybacking off of an article that was published by the uh, National Debt Relief. Uh, it was on their website, right? And um, as as Lump already mentioned, right. The the main topic or the main focus is why is financial education no longer part of the curriculum, right? So here's the reality, right? And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all the, the the short of of a very long story. 
which is right now, there are only 17 states that currently require high school students to take a personal finance course before they graduate. Okay? 17 states. 17 states. This is in a country where the average household debt is $137,000. Right? So the real question is, how is it possible that children stand a chance of having any sort of secure financial future if we're not teaching them personal finance at a very early age, right? Now, here's here's one really good thing about the article because it kind of chimed in on something that I feel like is extremely important to note when we have this conversation. And so before I hand it off, I want to make sure that I highlight this point, right? The article says, when the school fails to teach financial literacy, the responsibility falls to the parents. However, parents are often reluctant to talk to their children about their finances, especially if they have debt or haven't always made the best financial decisions. We all know that when you don't have a, a strong understanding of something, you're very skeptical about having a conversation. Listen, here's the reality. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about high salary versus business ownership. My mother worked her way up in a company. She worked for the same company for more than 30 years. She worked her way up in that company from someone who was just cleaning cleaning rooms to being a director that handled case management for a lot of the people within the inner, inner city communities as well as those who have uh, who are mentally challenged or have disabilities, right? And, and trying to help those people become self-sufficient. But as, 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 as much as my mother worked her way up, earned a degree, and, and got a position, the reality is my mother didn't really have a conversation with me about finances from that standpoint. And I don't know if it was because she didn't know she should. I didn't know if it was because she didn't know how to. I don't know if it was because she just wasn't good at it. So how can I pass on, right, bad information to my son? At the end of the day, here's what I do know, right? I do know that there is an extremely important piece of education that we're ignoring, right? We're not having the right conversations with our kids. I made a promise to my kids that if they made it, if they got to a point where they were they made it into school and I was and, and, and they had they had performed well and they had shown me that they were dedicated to their education, I would never let them take out a loan. Right? I am currently paying $30,000 a year for my daughter to go to her institution of higher learning, which I'm, I'm not going to start naming specifics. My son was fortunate enough. We were blessed enough that we poured into him. He earned a four-year scholarship. That was a blessing of all of, <clears throat> of, of epic proportions. Now, here's the reality, right? The reality is that I talk to my kids about Finances. I talk to my kids about the benefit of owning something. I talk to my kids about the fact that you could be a worker, but if you're going to be a worker, if you don't find a way to educate yourself on something and become an owner, you will always be a worker, right? I've talked to my kids about, listen, they both have credit cards, right? I pay the credit card bills. My wife and I pay the credit card bills because at the end of the day, if, if I'm relying on them to pay it, they're going to be in a worse situation than I was in. And I was in a bad situation. I was It was pretty bad, right? <laughs> Listen, uh, the federal government may never get their money back from me. <laughs> like, real talk when it comes to these loans. Yes, like, sir. Yes, and, sir. And, but the reality is one of the greatest things that I thought that had came about was Obama saying 
listen, we got these we got these refinance programs, income income contingent plans, income based plans, where if you're not making enough money to pay us back, then you don't have to pay us back, and that's that's some good stuff that's done by the federal government. But the reality is, all of these are reactive things. These are all reactive things. We're reacting to people being in a bad position. We're reacting to people being in debt that they can't overcome. But at what point in time are we going to go back to being proactive, right? The reality is, we talked about this earlier with the with the business ownership conversation. At one point in time, America was the greatest place in the world because people could start their own businesses. Small businesses could thrive in America. And at that point in time, we were having more conversations about financial literacy because to own a business, you got to have some measure of financial literacy, right? Uh, here's what happened. In my opinion, the more we had minority businesses popping up out of everywhere, right, you started seeing less and less conversations about how to keep those businesses alive, how to fund these businesses. I'm not going to make this a, a complete race conversation. One of y'all might. I'm not. <laughs> but what I am going to say is, listen, there's a deficiency. Here's what we can Here's what we can say. Statistically speaking, there's a deficiency that's putting our children at a disadvantage in a country where the average household is in debt by more than a hundred grand. How is it? How is it on any level equitable, justifiable, or right that we're not teaching these kids how to overcome these obstacles when we see them as being a realistic obstacle? So that that's what I'm asking y'all. I'm asking y'all. Listen, chime in on this whole financial education thing. So there's there's a couple of key points that I, I'm hoping that y'all hit. First is this. Is it, it, should it be a requirement that all states make students take financial literacy courses before they graduate high school, mm-hmm. right? Two, what should that program, what should that program entail? Just give me one detail. Don't give me the whole curriculum, but give me one thing that we can't overlook in that financial education program. I'll go first. Right? Um, was that was that was that? Yeah, that's, the, that's it. Yeah, that's all the key points. So, those are the, those are the two main points. So, outside of that, you know, kind of touch on it. Which so are, yes, they should teach it, um, but there are a few key points why they won't. Um, bottom line, when it comes to credit card companies, who, when we say who is they, who is they, who, we the say power, they, who is they, the powers that be. Who are they? So the the, the, the crowd understands credit card companies. You know, to say the least, credit card companies. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. Okay, so so from your position, mm-hmm. the banks and the banks Private and banks. the lenders, yeah. yes, have have that much of an impact on curriculum in the school system. No, the state does. At the end of the day, the state made these decisions. I got you. because yeah. so, uh, I want to make sure that we we draw the connections for our, for the, for the audience. Correct. So what you're saying is that financial institutions that 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 really drive these lending programs and that and that actually house our money and everything else. They have an, they have an influence over the state, and then the state who then determines what the curriculum should look like for each county, right? And yeah. now what you're saying is that impact that influence is great enough that they'll keep that financial literacy program. Yes, away. reason being is, and that's just my my thought process on it because the more financial literate I can keep you, um, what does that do? That you're you're, you're not. You don't have the resources. You don't have the mental capacity. Well, you do, but you don't have the education on. I should say, you don't have the education to kind of understand how to balance a paycheck, how to uh, uh, how 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 credit works. Um, all these little small uh, things that kind of help you because because if we keep you down, we don't keep you understanding these things. Guess, guess what? We get more we get more money from you. 
So you the, keep, you so keep the, you. So the goal is to keep the poor poor. Basically, you understand? That's kind of the whole the whole goal. And then the state with, wants the poor to be the poor because of, you're saying because of credit card companies. No. Who, who 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 who's pushing the state to do to to, to push these policies? That's no, this is just my my theory behind. It. That's that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So these credit card companies hypothetically have these conversations. Hey, listen, we take it out of the school because this article states that if we teach it, they become better financially with their money. That's what this article said. Right. You understand? We teach it, and banks make more money off of people abusing credit cards and, and 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 having and, and owing that kind having of a debt. lack having a lack of knowledge of the credit because if you keep, I don't understand how. Credit cards work, uh, paying it on time, paying it 15 days before to kind of uh, increase, you know, to kind of uh, increase my limit and my credit. Um, then, all right, well, that's the whole concept. Not only that, low credit scores equate to high interest and everything. Exactly. So more money for them. So uh, okay. there's car loans, everything. So it doesn't matter. So um, so they should, but I don't think they won't, to be honest, because we got more and more and more away from it. As the okay, but it, let's build the program then. So when you say that they should, but they won't, if they did... What it look like? What's one major component? Just give me one major component that has to be included in this financial literacy program. Um, just how how credit cards work. You know, um, the statements uh, when it comes out, when you should pay it, if you don't pay it, how it will affect you. Just learning the ins and outs when it comes to this credit card. So that's just interest rates, stuff like interest that. Interest rate, just yeah. you know, when you should buy, when you shouldn't buy, things of that nature, and just give give a give a a, a outline on. If you have an interest rate of, let's say, 25% or something like that Jesus. on a car loan, yeah, I know that's ridiculous, but I'm just painting the picture. What it would look like if you're paying that versus you getting a, a 1% APR or interest rate on something, what that would look like over time so they can see the big number at the end of the day. And not just that, right? That, that, also, that also lends us into to, to being able to tell people what you should put on a credit card. Correct, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. you, you can go buy a pack of gum for 25 cents on a credit card. And, and pay it off. Yeah. And you'll be paying for, you'll, be, you'll pay $20 for that pack of gum. If you continue to pay the minimum payment over a period of time, right? <laughs> you just bought a pack of gum for twenty dollars. That's what you really did. I love it. I, I, okay. I love it. So yeah. So that's my two cents on that. So yeah. I don't know. I think. I think. I don't think it's the credit card companies per se. I think it's actually more so all big business, right? Um, financial literacy is is akin to political literacy. Right. Once people know how things are supposed to run and how things are supposed to go, then you got it's more than just simply credit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's also it's also the decisions people make in terms of the purchasing. What you do with your money? Yeah. You know, and because they're using that credit to consume something. Absolutely. And so I think that it's if, if there's anybody that's interested in it, interested in not having it, uh, the people you know uh, knowledgeable. That's good. Yeah. Would be anybody that's in a high cons- a business that's dependent on high consumption, correct? You know, um, now we we have to we have to literally go into the, like the campaign dollars to figure out who uh, these companies are. Uh, of and course, both at the yeah, federal but I just level. do something out there. Just yeah, to, yeah, no, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. like at the federal level and at the local level because yeah. you know because it's all dependent on who the who the top employers correct. in that state and in that region. Like mm-hmm. like we let's say we're like we over here in like Central Florida. One of the top employers, and I don't know, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing this out there, is that one of the top employers is Disney World. They employ a good chunk of people that live out here in Central Florida, and by virtue, the whole hospitality industry. And, 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 and yeah, and so, and so that base industry probably has an impact on it, but 
we got to look at the reasons why some of the states that did pass it, the 17, why they did. And, and that's because at the end of the day, when you have smart consumers, then you come up, then you also come up with new programs to, to eat, eat further incentivize smart consumers for being smart consumers. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if it's the credit card company per se, but I just would say just the overall nature of big business. Correct. And it could be the credit card company, but I but but if I wanted to be more specific, I'd put the bank the onus on banks because they get the bulk of all this interest this interest money that's out there in terms of the mortgages that they give out, the terms of the line of credit, um, based on the homes that they have out there and all the little small business credits right. that they give out they give out a, a large <laughs> chunk of the credit that's out there. Mm-hmm. So I would probably put it more squarely on like big banks, um if they don't want something like that. Because at the end of the day, we got to think about the theory, uh, the political theory and the political economy, right? You have an idea, though. And that is, is, is based on workers, you know, workers and consumers. Workers work, then you go home and consume. And you don't, and, and the idea is you don't want these workers that didn't become producers because that's competition. You know what I'm saying? And so that's how I look at it from a political economic standpoint that, mm-hmm. They want the the workers to remain workers and and then to transition as consumers when they're not working, but to be producers in and of themselves, that's not in the, that's not in the interest for them to be more smarter because then okay. that means that's less gotcha. that's less things that you can pull over them. Okay, okay. G man, well here's here's what I here's what I want here's what I would love for DA to kind of speak on too and and listen and Bird Lump if y'all want to chime in that's cool right. One thing that that I think is a is is an integral piece of this conversation too, becomes you talked about consumerism and spending power, right? And so here's what we know, and and these are the facts that have been given to us. Um, I haven't found anything that would dispute the accuracy of these facts, so I'm gonna go with it, right? So the lifespan of a dollar in the Asian community, twenty eight days. The lifespan of a dollar in the Jewish community, nineteen days. The lifespan of a dollar in the black community is supposedly six hours before we go outside of our own community to give our money away. So you get paid on Friday. (coughs) Before the end of the day, you've already given your money to some other community, right? And so group economics is a big thing that we we need to honestly talk about. That's a whole other topic. That no, we'll touch it, on. I mean, that kind of fits in with if, what we talk about. In terms, but I think I think it's going to own. It, it, it has its own though. it sounds like it's all off on the other thing, but it kind of meets to this conversation in the sense that y'all we talk about financial literacy, and 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 I was speaking to Bird about this earlier. Like the biggest thing that they need to be teaching in school is how to create wealth. How you know how to create wealth, and and the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, p- poor people are poor because they're in a trap. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 call it what it is. They're in a trap, and because you go into certain community, you go into a lot of communities. Now, I'm not going to say certain communities. You go into a lot of communities, you're going to find more than a handful, more than a, a backload. You know, more than a truckload, of more than a shipload. Of people in that community that are working two jobs, okay. So it's not about work ethic, you know. It's not about work ethic. It's about because they're working hard. I think for a long time we could say Black Americans have worked extremely hard. Yeah, they work sometimes. Hard. Sometimes for free. For free, right? Yeah, you know, back and, to slaves. Yeah, years, of course, so of course. Whatever. Anyway, yep. and, and, and so when we're talking about that, and so it's not a question about working hard. It's now it's about working hard to generate wealth. 
and and we're in as we as we're recording this message. It's the year twenty twenty one, when there's an explosion of a lot of new things happening in the world right now, especially in the technology space. When we talk about blockchain and things like that, mm-hmm. and so it's like my 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 lesson focus on is like yeah, financial literacy is cool. But then it's like you need to you need the money in your hand to then to, to really start to play the game that we're talking about. Right. So let you, me tap in on something. Okay. Um, I've heard all three parts, and they've come up with um, a lot of points that we can definitely tap in on. But one thing, uh, Roger Babson, he says that more people should learn to tell their dollars where to go instead of asking them where they went. Okay. Now. When you sit down and you listen to that, one thing that Gary spoke about as far as money being able to stay within a community. Um, first things first, financial education is very important. It's very important. First things first, we have to talk to a certain group here, all right? When we're talking about financial education and school systems, and if it's not in the school system, it falls back on the parent because that parent that doesn't have any finances can't teach financial education to their child. Which which I was actually going to say when we start talking about this financial literacy program and you're talking about generating wealth, you know how expensive it would be to find somebody who's actually qualified to teach that, right? Listen, people are going to charge what they with their worth, right? And so if you have if you have stated uh, explicit knowledge where it, or, and we have an example of you being successful in generating wealth, what is it going to take for you to bring that person in to actually teach wealth to people who have no knowledge of it Career. at all? Career. But, huh? Career day in schools. And, 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 and the mentality, just real quick. So the mentality in schools, what, when, in career day, what do you see? You see, you don't, you don't see business owners... Uh, you, see sal- you see salaried employees. Salaried employees. So, and, and I'm going on another. No, no, no. But it's a, it's a good. You know it's a, it's a, it's a, go back so, to what so, we were talking about earlier. So, it's so, a great nugget. So, so what you see visually is what you see. Oh, I want a police officer. I want to be a nurse. I want. You don't see. Oh, I want to be an investor. I want to be a business owner. I want to own banks. I want. You don't see that. And here's and here's you understand. And here's, what, what, what do kids say when they want to grow up? Oh, yeah. I want to be. And a, here's the shameless plug. The book I'm working on right now is a children's book series called What Do I Want When I Grow Up? Hey. And the reality is, is. too often, and, and listen, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who was a teacher, who was a school administrator, yep. who is still an organizational leadership person in an educational environment. And so what I can tell you is that in my interactions with kids, in my own, and other kids as a coach for Nike, as a coach for different school systems, here's what I know. Far too often, especially in minority communities, we see people saying, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be an athlete. I want to be, uh, they all want to be employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all want to be employees. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so the reality is the purpose why my wife and I decided that this was a, ne- a necessity was because too often when we have that conversation, not only do kids not know about these other careers, Right, they have no knowledge of them because they have no exposure to them. Exposure. Right, but not just that; they don't even know how to get there. And so, one of the things that we're including in our children's book series, and just so y'all know, I've already copyrighted this. Don't steal my shit. I'm sensitive <laughs> about my shit. But you know, he copyrighted, so you gotta steal it. You getting sued? I'm coming for the dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna generate wealth off your ass. But what I will say is this: one thing that we're including is called a roadmap to success in the back of the book. So if, if, the, if, if that book is about becoming a chef, 
then we're going to highlight that path because as Bird said before, not everything is for everyone. So if I decide that I want to be a chef, maybe I need to understand that the road to becoming a chef is not necessarily going to a four-year institution that mm-hmm. teaches me about English, math, mm-hmm. or whatever else, but it may be something where it's Johnson, a specialty Johnson. school. It may be something to where you have to understand that you have to be a a you have to be a tradesman, right? You have to learn from someone else. You have to become a sous chef before you can do anything else, right? right? You got you may have to wash dishes before you can become anything else. If I want to be a fashion designer, what do I? How do I do that? What's the requirements? Most of these kids have no idea. My daughter's my daughter. Shout out to uh, my daughter, right, Jada Harrington. She's got her own little. She's doing her. She's making her own natural care products, lip balm, things like that. That's just something that she just decided to do. She's in college. She does hair, right? She's a braider, licensed, certified by the state, but then she's also creating hair products. So unintentionally, right, to be honest with you, I can't I can't take all the credit for that. My daughter just decided she wanted to do something, and we supported her in it. You know what I'm saying? So long story short, we're publishing the book series. It's going to be When I Grow Up. Y'all buy it when it come out. Make sure your kids read it. But that's just to plug in on exactly what you guys are saying. I just want to say I stand on that. I represent what y'all are saying. Y'all are 100% on point with this, man. But so, go ahead, Bert. No, definitely. And I, I respect that. I respect that. And one thing that I want to make sure that <clears throat> we come to agreement on, or at least I make a point on, is that financial education is one thing. What you just spoke about is what Gary is speaking about now, which is creating wealth. Okay, financial education takes finances. And financial education is teaching you what to do with yeah. finances. So so when, when you're educating someone in this field, credit, for example, right? Mm-hmm. That's only one aspect, aspect of, of yeah. a finance. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So when you sit down and you look at certain things, for example, learning how to get a house, that can be within finances. So there's a lot of things that you can put under that financial umbrella, umbrella yeah. in order for you to expand. But when it comes down to it, the reason why it isn't being taught is because of, like we said, the numbers in which we're seeing right now. The $130,000 debt, let me tell you something about debt. You never go broke with it, okay? You never go broke with it. If each household in America is owing a hundred and thousand, the average household in America, you owe one hundred and thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. What is that telling you? That everybody is doing some of the same damn things wrong. That's that's what that's telling you, brother. And I don't want to put anybody down like Dave would say, condemning someone. But that means that we haven't learned certain aspects in this financial world in order for us to be out of debt. So that means that my curriculum, when I was growing up, I asked Gary. I said, "What was something that we could say that was at least similar to?" financial education and we mentioned economics from Gary's perspective he said that that was a, a elective where he was you understand so, what I'm saying social science economics or social science yeah. economics or social science now we have to sit down and we have to look at economics is cool how many people are interested in economics even though it's right there as an elective how many people take it well and listen and here's the reality when mm-hmm. I took it the depth of what it talked about was nowhere near what we needed to be learning right surface the, the curriculum the curriculum of what it was 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 not about generating wealth. It was not about financial literacy. It was not about managing debt, credit cards. It's not about managing a paycheck. It was just literally about the market economics from a governmental standpoint, mm-hmm. right? It was it was a government standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Their numbers. You, yeah, you talk <laughs> <laughs> those numbers. The, the big numbers that I that I never as that at that age. 
dude, I never intended to see that, right? right? right. At the same time, it was my economics class mm-hmm. in which my high school guidance counselor came in to the room, which was a predominantly black school, mm-hmm. right? Minorities, right? A shout out to shout out to my Hispanic brothers and sisters, Asian brothers and sisters, everybody, mm-hmm. right? But it, we had a we had a mixture of everybody, but it was definitely a low income area. Mm-hmm. And the guidance counselor came in and said, listen, not all of you will go to college. Absolutely. If you look to your left and you look to your right, out of the, out of the three of you, right, you're lucky if one of you makes it to college. You're lucky if one of you makes it to college. Tough statement. What made me go to college was mm-hmm. that statement. It was that statement alone. That right? gave you motivation and drive. Because I was like, the hell you finna tell me what I can and can't do or what I am going to do and what I am going to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So... I say that to say I'm not going to even give them credit for the economics class that I took. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not giving them that credit. You know, one, one of the things that we got to be cognizant of, like you said, surface level. I mean, everything in high school, in elementary, middle school, the whole K through 12 is supposed to whet the appetite. You know what I'm saying? And and so as far as should their financial literacy be taught in schools? Absolutely, because you need to whet the appetite. Because I took classes in civics that led to me then pursuing political science in undergrad that led me pursuing law in grad school and further specialized in tax. And so, um, and, and in those that appetite would not have been wet, you know what I'm saying? Unless I had came across that subject. You feel me? But in other countries, that's not the case. In, 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 like let's say China, let's say any other countries. The education system is way deeper than the U.S., so kids are way learning way more than they should, and maybe they're learning more financial. What you said, Germany? Definitely Germany. I I, I don't know the depths, but I'm pretty that sure. Yeah. No way, they're learning way more financial stuff and just deeper stuff than in the U.S. I mean, the U.S. The yeah. US uh, education system is crap. It can no, it, it can definitely get some improvement. You know what I'm saying? But understand, but let's, would, but, 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 let's be honest. Crap, but, that's, but that's me. Yeah, bro. I, 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 I don't I think, I think he's people, saying people that is people. crap in comparison. He, he's comparing. He's just yeah. not that's saying it, that's that it, it's yeah. crap. I'm, it's he's comparing. To other, yeah, you know what I mean? To the I'm just saying it's just like when we look at like when we look at what's going on when we going on when we talking about this educational system because I remember when I was used to when I was an undergrad, I volunteered with the YMCA. Uh, well, it was an organization. Yeah, I went on through the YMCA, and I was teaching um, uh, 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 young achievers. I was yeah. doing. I was mentor for young achievers, and that is a lot of business uh, courses, you know. And that was like an after school program that was taught, and I helped teach kids about you know these various things. And then we had speakers oh, come yeah. in. And this is the elementary kids, and and it's not like it's it's not impossible. It is possible. Right, and, and it's because, the, but the key group that you want to tackle is the, those kids in high school, right? Those middle school, high school, when they're about to start forming ideas about what they want to do when they get done with school, that's the group that you really want to get in, in, in involved in, like these topics. And that's why I'm really so more focused on not only is it financial literacy for financial literacy's sake, mm-hmm. yeah. but we also got to talk about wealth generation. Yeah. How do we start a business? You know, how do we, uh, beyond just getting an LLC and boom, you're making some money. 
You know what I'm saying? No one ever talks about what happens in between. Correct. Because what happens in between is, you know, developing a product, developing a service. You catch what I'm saying? Yeah. Developing a product, developing a service, having good customer uh, service, service yeah. and support, mm-hmm. um, being able to, you know, read the market and make adjustments right. as you should. That's a whole business course that they that grown adults yeah. take to go into to, to school. It's good you stuff, know what though, yeah. good And stuff. so I just wanted to, like, to paint that picture yeah. that in high school, if it, what it would look like, it had to just sit merely wet the appetite. I got you. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just has to you. wet the appetite. Kids got to learn off rip what assets are, off rip what liabilities are. My baby girl's five years old know what an asset and liability is right now. Yeah, but it's sort of so you know that's no that no that's fine. But does yeah. she know does she know how to leverage that and turn I mean, that into listen, she, she's you, you, you five. Can, she's and, five. And that's the point. And that's the point. And and that's the point. Five. I get you. That's I get the you. point. <laughs> That's the point. Damn. That's the I, point. Bro, I can't overload her. But that's I, I the, that's yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. The point you. is yeah. to wet the appetite. Yeah. The point is to wet the appetite. No, no, no. My whole thing is she, she, yeah. she's a sponge. So yeah. Absolutely. Let me chime in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, just, I just really want to emphasize because that's, that's what they got science for. Yeah. Because there's kids that want to be doctors. That's what they got PE for. The kids that want to get into physical, something that's relying on physical education and stuff like that. And I agree with you. And like nutrition and therapy and things like that. And I agree. With you. I'll be honest with you. If, if my if, if some of my teachers were better, I might have been something different. To be honest with you, I ain't gonna lie to you. I saw one day I saw ESPN Sports Science, and I was like, dude, if someone had ever told me that that's what science was, I'd have been like, dude, I want to do that, yeah. right? But here's what I will say, just to kind of chime in, right? Because I always want to make sure that at the end of the day, when we standing on something, we standing on facts too, right? So, right, the 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 the. U.S. Uh, so U.S. News and World Report put out a put out a publication that talked about the top ten countries mm-hmm. as far as most educated countries as far as the quality of education and, and what people have achieved. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. the U.S. is number six. Right, and so I will say this: Canada was number one, mm-hmm. Japan was number two, mm-hmm. Israel was number three, Korea was number four, the U.K. is number five, U.S. is six, Australia was number seven, number eight was Finland. Number nine was Norway and 10 was Luxembourg. So here's what we know, right? The U.S. is in the top six as far as people actually achieving some measure of education, right? As far as the quality of that education, that's a little bit more difficult to measure. But what we do know is this. If people are getting the education and still failing at at financial literacy, then that means that there's just not enough, right? According According to this report, 45.6% 45.6% of American adults are considered educated. 45% of American adults are considered educated, but yet the majority of households still have more than $100,000 worth of debt. It's, it's like education and financial education. It's two totally different things. Yeah. Two, yeah, what are we talking yeah. about? When you what say we, education, what level? What are we saying? Financial yeah, education? Yeah, 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 that's what, what I'm saying. Like, no, so I, I, just, I, you could be a fucking scientist and still you got yeah, you, 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 financial education. Yeah, right, that's what absolutely. You, you underwater in your house. <laughs> And and, and and then and then they tell you that they're gonna cut off the NASA program, and now you wonder how you are gonna pay your mortgage. And like you know what I'm saying? And, well, like, and, 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 not, and here you go, you was a rocket scientist. Let's not. Let's, you know, let's not. So I'm just saying, like I'm just not. giving you the picture. I'm not, but let's paint the picture. Shout out to K Scott on the drowning because this dude is literally painting the bleakest picture ever. <laughs> so what we're not gonna do is lead the people like that, right? Here's what we are gonna say. Dude, we got control of this, right? Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, what's not taught in schools can be taught at home. So what I'm going to encourage everybody to do that's listening, if you within earshot distance of hearing what I'm saying to you people, sit down and have dinner with your kids 
And when you're having dinner with your kids, talk to them about their day. Talk to them about what they want to do in their future. And give them the best education you can. And if you ain't the best person to educate them, there's somebody in your network that probably can talk to them on some level to, as David would say, whet the appetite. And and, and let me say this one more thing, because I know we're going to sign off soon. And that is, hey, my dad, he's an immigrant. You know what I'm saying? Haitian immigrant. Came to the United States. You know what I'm saying? Not Boule. And 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 when he came, it, 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 his main his main message to me, my brother and my sister is straight up. You feel me? You getting money? Is you getting money, right? And then when you get money, then when we started getting money, when you gonna start getting money where people come to you? Mm. You see what I'm saying? And it's some of this some of this conversation, it gotta be simply when we speaking to our kids, and I'm just talking about how my dad spoke to us, is gotta be about, yo, you trying to make money? I bet you making money. Great. Now you got some money in your pocket. You like how it feel. How you gonna make that happen more often than not? Listen, so here's what here's what we're gonna do. Cause it's time for us to kind of pay some more bills. So what I want everybody to do, if you're at home, if you want Facebook Live, right? I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, teach your kids about this financial literacy and generating wealth. Because if not, it's a perpetual cycle that we'll never get out of and we'll consistently stay in debt. And I stand on that 10 toes down. Yeah, I'm indeed, indeed. Uh, we're going to wrap up out of, and get out of here, uh, folks. Until next time, again. Um, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the dot. And then uh, we're just going to make this thing happen with the same group. Again, uh, two times. Shout out to my uh, to my goddaughter. Happy birthday. She happy just chimed in. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday. All that good stuff. Happy so birthday. listen, we'll give you the Stevie version if we had time. Exactly. But until then, guys, uh, we're going to catch y'all later. And then until our next little session. So I stand on that. Blessings and safety. We stand on that. We stand on that. And we out. What do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not today or any day. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. We've been listening in on those two drivers, sir. Take a listen. That's the top Nice work, Agent, whatever your name is. Sorry, let me just dial in the frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, stand by. This is a Nissan sales event ad. Got it? 
they're saying it's a Nissan sales event ad. Bravo, you cracked it. But, uh, wouldn't there be some sort of announcer, sir? Give it a sec. Secrets out. Hurry in for unbelievable savings at your local Nissan store or shop online at NissanUSA.com. Right now, save up to $7,262 on the 2021 Nissan Titan. $7,262 on purchase of 2021 Titan consists of $4,000 cash back, $2,262 Titan Chrome package savings, and $1,000 multi-package savings on SV trim only. Purchase from new dealer stock. See dealer for financing details. Call 1-888-858-8319 for offer details and important safety information. Ends 3 one